So, um, something's just hit me halfway through the theme music. What? Um, you know, what did we forget? Well, no, it's it's my fault. Uh, I forgot. Because normally I like to try and <laughs> plan something, like a nice introduction or something, but I have nothing, so it's like... Oh, <laughs> so I have nothing sort of, you know, fast talking, you know, bit of crack fucking start so why don't you just go with the standard hey guys no i've never hey guys hey guys welcome to the dumpster fire that's 2020 we are the evil g podcast <laughs> it's your boy such a hit it's your boss dude i hit do you know that's the worst type of videos anyone that starts a video with it's your boy it's like don't like fucking <laughs> off i can still hear the theme music in the background by the way that's grand okay <laughs> okay just loop it for the whole podcast um but uh, so I do apologize. No, no fancy starting. So we'll just. It's your boys. You brought this on yourself. I did. Or it's the boys. And how do you spell ah, your name? You fucking cunt. <laughs> fucking diabolical. So it is. I heard you spell your name S T O O O. Stool. Dark Order reference. You know, all hail. Um, but yeah. So welcome to forty eight. We're up to. Hey, we're we're getting close to that big five zero. We're going to need to do something special for... That's fi- going to be our birthdays too. You think about that? Next one's October and then it'll be... Fuck I. So we could do something like that. I was, do you know what we should do, try and somehow wangle, is like a super special guest for episode 50. Like we actually have a guest. I don't know who we could get. Or we just spend the entire podcast eating cake loudly into the microphone. <laughs> Scott would love that. <laughs> just... <laughs> <laughs> Got some over my face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we'll, we'll, we promise we'll have something good for fifty. We'll have something good for fifty. But oh, Jesus for, is making a promise. I'm making promises. I know, but for the time being, this is forty-eight, so we, we won't worry about fifty. That's that's future Colin Stu and Fat Cat problems. You know, this is this is not our problem at the moment. But uh, so you're probably wondering, well, what's forty-eight? What are we talking about? So uh, obviously, finally, both. Uh, Sony and Microsoft have dated and priced their new consoles and I know we've been sort of feel like we've been talking about it all year but we're quickly going to talk about it give our thoughts on what we think and you know we'll, we'll move on I to mean it. we talk about games in this podcast yeah, it is. it's the thing that's happening it is a big thing at the moment in the world last of time we promise yeah yeah well fucking hope so um because god knows when we'll get another one but uh so we'll be talking about that um Big thing in the world of gaming. Obviously, speaking of Microsoft, they went ahead and they purchased Zenimax, who own quite a few different companies. Um, so we'll be discussing that and the, the impact oh the impact that oh could be having. And then uh, on a on a slightly smaller scale subject, um, anyone that's ever played the absolutely classic game Goldeneye may have been aware that there was a remake being done by some fans. Uh, it was due for 2022 and it was going to be called GoldenEye 25 and you know 25th anniversary and it's been shut down by MGM and I'm sort of wondering what's the fucking problem here you know it's you know so we're gonna I, I would like to sort of have a quick discussion about why these big ass companies feel that they need to sort of punch fans in the face for literally maybe bringing some interest back into a classic game but we'll, we'll come to that uh, that'll be part one and then part two, obviously, we've got our beer necessities. We have a beer planned. Um, Colin will be bringing us the real waifus of the Evil G Hills. And as always, we'll be doing a bit of gushing about good old AEW. So, uh, we'll just call that the wrestling section. The wrestling section? Just so unimaginative that it's imaginative. I like that. All right, you actually want to call it. I mean, that will be the section where we talk about wrestling. Yeah, we'll call it the wrestling section. 
Okay. It's so unimaginative. <laughs> Maybe, well, no, you know what we should call it? Worked in the shoot. <laughs> or the sports entertainment station. Oh, no, boom. <laughs> Eddie Kingston doesn't like entertainers. Sport entertainers. But uh, yeah, worked in the shoot. I like that. But we'll get started. So, uh, like I say, folks, we, we all now know that November 19th in the UK. Uh, November 12th around the world for the PS4, the wait. Xbox, or PS5, sorry. Wait. Wait, wait a minute. Is it not the, do we not get in the, the 12th? No, no, we're the 19th. Yeah. No, so it is. The rest of the world is the 12th. North America, Australia, New Zealand, Japan, and South Korea. All get the 12th. Get it on the 12th. We get it in the 19th. Well, we say we. We'll get to that in a second. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Um... And the Xbox, what did that been given? Uh, the tenth. The tenth. So, very, very close together. Now it's just worldwide, straight up, isn't it? As far as I can see. Yeah, it's worldwide. Now both have two different versions: um, discless and disk drive. Well, it's slightly digital and all. Slightly different. So the um, the Xbox One is their they have the Series X and the Series S. Not to be confused. With the Xbox One X or the Xbox One S. Which people have pre-ordered, which, stupidly. Which, which people actually bought instead of pre-ordered. And it's also happened with PlayStation 2. People have ordered the, the, the PlayStation, PlayStation Pro. 4. Uh, PlayStation 4 Pro, if I can, was uh, oh, the next, but no, next but, upgrade. No, that, that's, that's different, because like, yeah, they knows, just number them. Yeah, everyone knows how the PlayStation works. The 4's been out for seven years now. If you're still thinking 4's the next thing, you're uh, that's your own fault. I'm only saying there's like parents who like hadn't a clue about consoles I'm and they're all like, oh, right. maybe the next upgrade. You know? The Xbox is a bit more easy to get confused. You know, you yeah. the Xbox One X and then <laughs> Xbox Series X and the uh, but you have the Series S, which is what's so the, the Series S is the cheaper one. It is it's very good the difference being it, it doesn't have a disk drive, disk drive, and it also doesn't output 4K natively. That meaning uh, when it's you know drawn the graphics, it doesn't do them to a 4K resolution. It can upscale, whereas mm. in it'll take the uh, whatever resolution the console does everything in and then it'll like blow it up so it looks better on your TV but um, it won't do native, native 4K, 4K. Um, so it's not as powerful obviously okay. um, and then the, the, the Series X is the big uh, 4K 60 frames a second um, do they both looks have like the a fridge do they both have the same hard drive size? Uh, yes I believe so right okay and no actually wait Am I talking shit there? Mm-hmm. No, they don't. Right, so the X has a one terabyte drive, mm. which is shit. Because, <laughs> like, what? Have you seen the size of games? Yes. Um, and then the S is half a terabyte. Oh, Jesus. Which is even worse. And have you seen the price of... Because these are, are custom-made yes. hard drives. Right, so this is what... And I- so there's an expansion port in the Xboxes, and the fucking... The expansion for a one terabyte expansion drive, it's like two hundred and odd, two twenty, two twenty quid. Jesus, that's like. Let's put the, put that in perspective. The Series S is two hundred and forty pound or two hundred and fifty pound. Mm. And then if you want, I need more drive space because you will because it's only half a terabyte. Yeah. So like, yeah, let let's double the price. Jesus, now that's mad when you think about it. 
Now, the and it's digital only, remember? Yeah, yeah. So, so you will need that hard drive space. Unless you're just going to install your games over I three at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, delete install. But I wonder uh, if they like the new, what do you call it, uh, external hard drives. Like most, I know people who do have external hard drives. I wonder if they're compatible with them there. I, I don't know. So, oh, they, they are for mm. backwards compatible games. But right. not for the new stuff. Not for the new stuff. Right. Okay. Mm. Right. So the predicament. The Series S is two fifty. It is still pretty decent value for money, but you are going to need that. It, it is, yeah, it is really good. So that that's two fifty. Like, when's the last time you heard a, a, a new a console, new console uh, launch at that price? Then the um, Series X is Series X is four fifty. Four fifty. Four forty nine, I guess. Mm. Um, but yeah, and the, but the the other thing is uh, they also have their um, what's it called all access. Which is, you get uh, an S or an X upfront, or or no upfront cost. Mm. Um, for the X, it's thirty pound a month. Um, for the S, it's twenty one, or or maybe twenty eight and twenty one. It's somewhere mm. around mm. there. Um, but then, so so you, it's like a phone plan. You get your Xbox Live and your uh, Game Pass Ultimate, which is like over a hundred odd games. Mm. Uh, for under thirty pound a month. That's not bad. Um, and then for so many years till you pay it off. Two years and then years. and then it's paid off. There's no interest. It actually works out cheaper than, <laughs> than buying it and then just having the yeah. That's actually so good. like Microsoft really wants you in mm. in their uh, their thing paying um, for the the Game Pass. It's not bad when you think about it though. It's really really good. Mm. If you can, if you can, like definitely afford the, the monthly payments. Aye. Then well, let's be honest. Who couldn't have twenty twenty one pounds? Say you go for the S just, and you get your Game Pass, so you don't really need to really worry about buying games. So there's only maybe a handful of games you're looking to play. Yeah. Well, they they put up like all so all Microsoft's first party stuff goes up day one on, on Game that Pass. Game Pass, and then they're they're. You'll get bunches of uh, titles mm. from other places coming and going, and it also includes like a bunch of Xbox 360 stuff. Mm. Um, and it'll be there'll be a bunch of Xbox One stuff. It I think that there's even like original Xbox stuff. That's super well. tempting. It's like, um, I'm I hate them like <coughs> that back back at catalog of games. Like, mm. it's like, uh, Stephen had the Xbox, uh, what was it, the latest, not uh, the latest one, wasn't it? Xbox, Xbox One X. And he got the uh, pass, man. He was able to download. Like, I was talking about games I downloaded. It was all bad company. Two's there. It was bad company. Battlefield 3 was all like, sir, download them there. Not for multiplayer, mm. just for the campaigns. And I was raging because we can't do that on PlayStation. No, no. Because I would love to go back and play them games again just for nostalgia and story wise. But like, the, the, the catalogs are unreal. That was just EA. I'd say Microsoft's own catalog is. Like, you have all your Halos mm-hmm. and stuff. Imagine being able to sit down and play. Because we were Xboxers. Well, you were, you were the only one who had the back in about ten years ago. You had the both sides of the console. I think Eugene was the same, and Ninja. Uh, like, but for me, it was just Xbox. Like, uh. and like I had some great memories not there. Like, mm. and I would love it. It's just unfortunate that the the new console after that shat on us, mm. and the PlayStation was all open arms about it. Like that transition then. I've, I've had. Well, it's either I've had or a combination of me and Scott when we were kids have had every. PlayStation and every Xbox. Mm. So yeah, I really don't have a side. <laughs> well, it's just game value for me. That's what it was—the memories, the nostalgia. Uh, you know what I mean? I, I, I'm not much for caring about consoles, but like that last console war was all about 
the who was the friendlier mm. side they pick like you know what I mean and Microsoft that have a shit show and the, the fur- had a good one like. the further you go back the you get more of the first party stuff mattering yeah because there's always like at the start you know Microsoft had Halo and it was a real big deal yep during you know original Xbox and 360 mm. era um and you know PlayStation that's where you're going to get all the weird Japanese stuff that makes its way over here um so yeah the, it was never hard to justify having both like yeah. it, it, the thing like what the original Xbox did more more than the Xbox 360 I think the the Xbox 360 nearly killed everything <laughs> with its shitty fucking you know the brown the brown the, the brown era the brown era um, oh, I do you remember Grindy? You used to say um, all about that too, but their games, the palette. Yep. In that color, like yeah. that's all it was. Like. But uh, it did it on PlayStation as well. Oh, but but yeah, it's just where everything got very edgy. Everything had to be a shooter. But mm. and well, like if you go back before like the original Xbox, the great thing they were doing was you were getting these games you could only play on a PC before, mm. such as Elder Scrolls. Morrowind got ported to the Xbox, mm-hmm. which was never going to happen on the PlayStation. Mm. You had the likes of Knights of the Old Republic, um, which was a Bioware RPG, and back then you didn't get RPGs like that on consoles. You just did, it just didn't happen. Yep. Um, there's a really. Uh, um, Do you ever hear of a, an RPG called Arx Fatalis? The name rings a bell. It's a, it ring a bell. Jo- by a developer Joe Wood. They did a lot of. It's like a first-person underground dungeon crawler type thing. Yes. Um, that that came out on Xbox, mm. and that was like a proper hardcore PC only mm-hmm. RPG. Um, so yeah, that that, that sort of they got away from that, but like that you can only do that for so long because yeah, then true. everything that's where it all started. The 360 era, everything started to shift. Um, all that stuff was less about PC, yep. and it was all consoles first then. But uh, hey. We'll talk more about what Microsoft's doing now. Yeah. The, the mm. So do stuff with their first party ah. exclusives. <laughs> so four fifty for the Series X, two fifty for the Series S. Really good sort of what is the call it? The all access plan. All access. So, yeah. I'd be tempted to get one at some point, but um, not yet. Yeah. <laughs> there's nothing. There's nothing. Well, I don't to think play. you can get one yet. Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> and, and all the pre-orders are gone. Oh, uh, that's a mess. That's a mess. But before we talk about that, yeah. um, so so the PS Five then. PS5 is they're literally now the, they've doing two different ones as well uh, but basically it's digital and disk drive mm-hmm. yeah that's There's, really the only difference I, on them is hard drive and all is the same isn't it the hard drive is the same yeah it's 800 or something yeah Sony explained what that was that's basically it is a terabyte but then their software yeah, 825 uh, once, once they've put in their software for the PlayStation itself, you're getting the 825. Uh, which is, is probably the case on the Xbox as well. Is it going to have the same problems as the PS4 hard drives by any chance? Well, this is S. <laughs> well, these are... They're all solid state oh, drives. Yes. Um, there is then... So they... You can expand the storage in that. It takes uh, what's called an M2 mm. solid state drive, which is the little... It just looks like a little card that slots in straight to a, a motherboard. Um, it isn't, theirs isn't like a, oh, they do USB as well. You can expand via USB, but if 
get your hands on an M2. That's yeah, way yeah. better for you. Yeah. Um, so it's not a custom job? It's not a custom job. They have... I think they've put out a list of supported M2 drives. Sweet. And then you can get whatever one you want. Okay. Uh, I don't think they have their own. But yeah, so the prices in this, so with without the uh, the disk drive, you're talking 359. Mm. That's not actually... When you Which is like really reasonable for, again, a, a new generation. Right. With the disk drive, I don't... This isn't so reasonable if the only difference is a disk drive. is It's 449. Hmm. So 90 quid for a disk drive. <laughs> Which is way too expensive. Do you think more people will go with the digital then? Well, you know what I reckon they're trying to do? Get rid of the second hand market? Yeah. See, they're, I, they're, that, I think that's that's what this is. I'm going to go disk drive though when, when I manage to get myself one because I do enjoy shopping around for my games. You know yourself, we, we, you've all seen games being released on the PlayStation Store. And the day they're released, they're looking stupid fucking money for them. Whereas if you shop around the internet, you can maybe get 20, 25 quid off the exact same game. Mm. And that's something I've always stuck with doing. It's just, I, I still buy secondhand sometimes as well. Just because, you know, you you maybe thought, oh, I wouldn't mind playing that at some stage. And it's never went maybe on sale or it's never went on PlayStation Plus and then you're f- fucking around Amazon someday and, oh, geez, there's that game for a tenner. Happy days, now I'll pick it up. And I think it's and plus with the you know the way they're doing this thing where you can upgrade your game if you own a game it upgrades to the PS5 version and uh, Xbox Series yeah X, depending so on depending on the developer on stuff. the game uh, but I know there's certain games that I own that they've already said yes you'll get a free version obviously what happens is you put your PS4 version in you then get a download onto your hard drive but you still need to put the disc in every time you want to play it but you will have a PS5 version of said game. So I still will actually need my disk drive to play certain what, games. What if you bought a digital version of a game that's upgradable? Well, same thing, yeah. All right. It registers that you own the game because Dead by Daylight will be going next gen when it comes out. Um, in my solid, in my solid, in my physical games, Doom Eternal is they've said free upgrade if you own Doom Eternal. So oh. I know, I know. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, so yeah, I think myself. I mean. As I was saying to yourself, Colin, before we started recording, um, the reason I will be going PlayStation is because of live service games. The amount of work and money I put into certain games that are carrying over, I just couldn't justify restarting if I went to Xbox. I mean, do, do none of those games have like a their own account that would carry cross over save feature. I don't believe so. I really don't. I don't think because I have put quite a lot of money into, as I say, maybe Dead by Daylight. Um, like I have bought a lot of characters I pay it for some skins and things like that mm-hmm. and I couldn't justify starting from scratch again because you that, should be able to just yeah play it on like, like it's it's cross play now as well it so is cross play but I don't think it shouldn't matter I mean if they ever did bring in cross save that would be pretty cool but uh, there's other things like say you know that I know we're going to be you know moving over and things like that so for me it's it's just more about the money I've already put into these games, I just can't see myself starting again. And that's why I'm going to be going PS5 and I will be going disc drive for that reason. Now, obviously, we can have a laugh now about the fucking pre-order situation because if you have managed to get yourself, if you're listening and you have a pre-order, well fucking done. But Also, if you're listening and, and you like bought 15 pre-orders 
Oh yeah, because you wanted to resell them. Fuck you. Yeah, go fuck yeah, yourself. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. <laughs> like I've been, I've known Leanne and Chav and Bram. That's my old gaming crew. They're mm. all they're they're in Fia and uh, Ryan and Sullivan. They're all like pre-ordering theirs now, and they were having immense spore trying to get it. I think they've eventually got it. But like they've been in that group chat, they've been putting up pictures. So you, you actually know people that have got their yeah, they're going straight off the bat to get it right, mm. and it's like it's they've been on Curry's, they've been on Game, mm. they've been on everything Argos, and the amount of five hundred five errors um, uh, from different websites coming up, or you're in a queue of like four thousand four hundred and fifty five. Did you, know you I mean? hear about the guy who paid seven thousand pound for a PS five pre order? What I'm, I'm not kidding. Fuck. Seven grand. Why? Why? I don't know, but he literally paid. Not, not to be ignorant, like I know you hit the con on the PC race, but like he could have got fucking he, he machine. Bought, holy shit! The machine you could build. Ah, yes. What the fucking yeah. actual fuck? Yeah, that's. You're absolutely right. You I'm not a, a PC fool if you're person, listening to this podcast. You, you for seven grand, you could build yourself a hell of a game yeah, of PC. Is, he could have got a, a fucking TV to size that wall. <laughs> <laughs> that's a big wall. If you can't, because you can't see it, like you know what I mean. But, yeah, that or it's um, that's the. Biggest demon soul fan. <laughs> uh, he ain't fucking messing around. He Fuck ain't letting anybody stand his fucking way. Uh, like, you know what I mean? But uh, uh, obviously, too, rich boy. You know what that's I mean? what I'm thinking. I'm guessing it's maybe some parent who has more money than sense and thinks, right, if I don't get my spoiled bastard and kid this thing, they're going to go mental at me. So I better pay the same. fucking celebrity, too, man. They just didn't want to disclose the information properly. Like, you know, like, obviously, they have the money they fire around like that. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm thinking some lavish rap star who's like, fucking, gotta get me my PS5. <laughs> no one <laughs> no yep. get my way. Gotta get on my war zone and uh, ice some bitches. But like, uh, hey, if you got the money, fair enough. But like at the same time, uh, that's a bit extreme. You it know is. What I mean? And plus, all you're doing is encouraging these people to continue to do this. Aye. Do you know? Because that is like the the domino <sighs> effect. It's like yep. if one's going to do it, there's going to be that more. scalper has made some amount of money off that. Mm-hmm. But yes, there are people obviously scalping. I will never buy a scalper's fucking pre-order. Um, do you remember you did that though, cat? Well, you bought a, you bought someone's PS4 pre-order. Oh, I, hey, <laughs> he was a good scalper. He was a good scalper. You know I, mean? I wasn't a scalper at all. I gave, <laughs> I, I gave it to you for the price I paid. For. Uh, I hadn't pre-ordered a PlayStation 4 to your fellow fans, and Colin was decent enough to give me his pre-order because mm. uh, Watch Dogs was delayed, wasn't it? And you no, just, it was Infamous, I believe. It wasn't mm. Infamous or Watch Dogs. I remember there was, was a game you were looking forward to, and, and it got, got delayed, delayed and then you were like, ah, fuck it, I don't want it now on release. It was Watch Dogs at the time. I oh, was it Watch. Mm. Mm. But like in I, hindsight, that wouldn't have been worth buying. I, I think it was infamous. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I always thought it was infamous. I was was it was delayed? I don't think Wait, that was. No, no, it was delayed. It, oh, okay. it didn't come out at launch. We got home and straight on Battlefield Four. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <laughs> oh dear. But so, um, like I said, the, the the digital edition is actually quite good value for money in regards to the PlayStation as well. Especially since everything's the same. It's just the disc drive. Mm. So that's actually pretty good. You know, so you get your four K everything like that. Um, um, and so they they have some sort of like kind of like a Game Pass thing as well. What they call it again? Uh, I can't even remember. PlayStation Now or is it? No, they, no, no. They announced a, that thing. Remember at that? It's basically it's like a big version of PlayStation Plus, but it's like backward compatible games. So yeah, yeah it's all the it's all the PS4 stuff. So Charted and yeah, your God of War and things like that. Because uh, they're not gonna have. PS3 or two or one. No, they've they've they've, they've said that. Yeah, the thing that everyone wants. Yeah, they're like we're not. We well, don't have that. We, they say that they, the only thing people really. Let's be honest. People just want PS2. 
That's the thing everyone wants. PS1, you can get your mini PS and you can fucking chip what the fuck, that's easy. Your PS3 didn't exactly have a lot of whoop de doo games. PS2 is considered a fucking classic console and that's the games that people want, PS2 games, I think. I wouldn't mind being able to play PS3 games as well. There's. Is there a few games you'd want to try? Or replay? Or Actually, actually, there is one game I'd really love to replay on PS3. Um, that's just Twisted Metal. The last Twisted Metal was awesome. <laughs> that's just me, though. Um, but in regards to a launch title, I'm very excited to hear that one big game is a launch title, and that is that amazing-looking Demon Souls remake. And I do think we should give this a couple of minutes because, fuck, that looks good. It does, I. It, it's... You just looked at it and, and it must have been the lighting. The lighting looks real good. Yeah, my, my like so the the way they did the trailer was really good as well. It was like just gameplay, yep. not even a HUD, and yep. it's just like here's the opening part. So that's the f- first level, if you want to call it that, mm. of Demon Souls. Um, and it looks so good. Just it's all dark and the torchlight. It was like the game making things glow. Because when we when we talked about before, I sort of says you know there wasn't anything that I looked that I seen that made me go oh geez my PS4 couldn't do that. But this was the game I seen and went right. There's no fucking way my PS4 could do this. That is a next gen game, and I have to admit, I really really hope that I can get myself a pre order because that will be the first game I want to play is Demon Souls. It looks so fucking good. Mm. Although these. Was supposed to be very quickly mentioned is the prices apparently of next gen games they're looking seventy. You heard that? I, I don't know if this will stick. That's n- not ever. That seventy dollars. Ah, right. So at the minute, uh, I'll work out sixty lads. A full a full on game. The in America at the minute is sixty dollars and has been for a while. So there's some publishers going. Oh, I think they put it up to 70. Mm. I think it was 2K. It was the first one they come out and say, mm. uh, we're like, the next basketball game is going to be 70. But um. see, that, that that's one of the things, right? So there's there's a couple of things with putting the price of the game up. For, for a start, we just got a price rise into that last generation. We did. Games were 40. Now they're generally 50. Yes. You see a more at 55. Mm-hmm. Um, Hell, if you go on the PS Tour, some of them are coming out at 60. And some are already 60, so mm-hmm. I don't think they can justify changing that much, but you're probably going to see more games coming in at 60. Mm. The problem is, is all the games pushing that price point at the minute seem to be your likes of your annual sports games, mm-hmm. your Call of Duty, mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. All games that come out once a year, all games that have microtransactions up the wazoo, which you'd lose <laughs> completely when they move on to the next game. Mm. And they're all like, no, we need more money. It's like, where's that money going? Mm. Is, are you raising the salaries of your developers? Is that what you're doing? I doubt that. Yeah. And they're, they're, they're never going to tell us. No, no. But, but it's, I, I think it's just pure greed. And I, like, I get I, the price of games has risen a lot, mm-hmm. but to what end? Mm. Like, if you're looking at like, oh, these games are way more expensive. Um, like, why are they way more expensive? What are you doing to make them more expensive? The likes of uh, like the Call of Duty stuff. Is, is it just like all the fucking 
Ronald Reagan's in there. Uh, is that, is that, what, that cost is that a what fortune? Cost more? Uh, the Ronald Reagan tech. I was like, <laughs> Ronald Reagan tech. And the, like a FIFA or a, a NBA 2K whatever. Yeah. I was like, really? You're using like, the same engine so for a good couple yeah, of years. You're using the same engine. You're doing, the, it is technically a glorified roster update. Yeah. And you're going to pay or charge full price mm. and say, see all the extra money you spent on your ultimate on, teams on, and shit like that aye, all that shit and all this cosmetic shit well none of that carries over to this game mm. it's fucking awful it's, it's, is, it's insanity I knew boys who used to like I'm not for saying who it was but he, he spent I think one year £350 on ultimate teams on, on one particular this FIFA is, game this is a 360 error aye on, that was Jesus. in FIFA and do you know what happened then he got hacked he got duped into being hacked Oh. And uh, an online game, and the boy stole all his players and sold them. Fuck. So, like, I was 300. And now, that guy was making serious money back then, too, so nobody was raging about what happened. But, oh, uh, but like, that, that's just it's ridiculous. Like, that you, you put that much money into a game, and then the next year around, there's an R version of it, uh, which only has minor polished things in it or new features that is just from the original game. Mm. So, I said before, they'd be better off just releasing that as one game and you pay for an update every year yeah, you, you know what I mean and you mm-hmm. still get to keep the same thing I know but like that's a big community man that's like mm. the, the, the footballers want to do that yeah. there they have to imagine they're one of the biggest communities in the gaming thing FIFA mm. is huge at the end of the day like but uh, if it's that huge it should be separated because it's it's mm. it's an industry that's what it is it's the football itself it's all about money as you've seen the Premier League itself yep. it's all about the wages it's all about sponsoring yeah maybe, you know I mean? like I'm pretty sure isn't there a free to play version out there that is just ultimate team uh, no you can play ultimate team without yep. paying anything Pro, oh, Pro Evo alive. does a free version every year which is basically their version of ultimate team yes mm-hmm. so why why can't that just be mm. I think. See, Pro Evo did have a grasp over FIFA, but then I think, from they what I remember, a while ago. Uh, FIFA literally copied them. Oh, uh, yeah, that, that was yours. Literally like stole FIFA's something from them. I don't know, stole, I can't say stole. Well, like, they stole actually, to be, to be honest, FIFA's always been the more popular one. So oh, Pro Evo had a brave run. Pro Evo had a brave no, run no, years ago. No, FIFA. FIFA's always been more popular, you're 100% right, <laughs> but for <laughs> a good while, everyone always said the Pro Evo was the better game. Yeah. And then it was a good couple of years ago. FIFA just—I don't know what happened. They just upped their game. Something shocking. So see, I, I, I recently saw like a really shitty, like the real shitty fucking uh, microtransaction. This is going off on a tangent, but but mm. it was just today. I watched um, some gameplay of that new WWE game. Oh yeah, right. Okay. The, uh, what do you call it? The Battlegrounds one. Battlegrounds. That's it. Um, They're trying to bring the fun back. Oh look, it's, it looks shit. Aye. But the worst thing I saw about it was when um, they were playing. Most of the <laughs> roster seems locked for R- a start. Right. You get a currency. Oh, Jesus. To unlock stuff right. like characters and costumes and create a wrestler nonsense. Oh, that's... But um, there's also then a premium currency. And so it's one of those games where it's like, ah, oh, you're... Right, so all the stuff is here, but then you've, like, gated it. Yeah. And you're going to make it a grind to open it to try and get people just to drop money on, on unlocking stuff as well. And that is that is the worst. Yeah, uh, Jim Sterling, literally, I, I think he hits WWE uh, as a business itself because of the way of the way they treat wrestlers and stuff mm. like that there. And he is a wrestler himself, an amateur wrestler. 
big chap too, big big heavy chap like, mm. and he was sitting saying the the fight mechanics in that game is literally just button bash, and it's not hard button bash, it's uh. basic button bash. You could literally beat your opponent by just stomping the, them. This looks like a, a free to play mobile game. Uh. Yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's, that's kind of what it is. And it's like you have to pay for characters, and then see once you do pay for characters, you have to pay for skins. Uh, you know what I mean? It looks like. Do you remember that really good one though from a good couple? I mean, nearly ten years ago now they done that WWE All Stars, the big over the top. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what they're going for. But it but doesn't failed. It, it doesn't look like it plays together. Uh, that's the issue, wasn't it? Yes. Well, see, um, that's the thing. Two K can literally. Off, so this game is, is £35 on Steam. Yeah. I don't know how much it is. £35 on, on PlayStation right, as well. Okay. Um, like, if you're going to lock, you pay £35 for a game and you get in there and see that everything's locked up and, oh, I, by the way, you can pay money. Mm. Like, um, it's fine having stuff in a game already locked so you have a progression. Yeah. yeah. But, like, don't be putting paid currency to... Mm shortcut stuff because then that encourages and you're totally doing this is like in inflating and making it tedious to unlock the things to try and get someone to pay money that's one of that's the thing i most hate about microtransaction stuff mm. if you're gonna is, put that in that your game style. you make your game fucking free yeah that, that's that's one way like if but even when it is free though like if you look at apex yeah like the way it deeds with like yeah, you'll you'll get loot boxes and all, and it, it is a bit of a grind to get the um, you know the like a legendary skin or something. Mm-hmm. You know that costs a lot of mm. uh, the crafting Craft material them. and that stuff. But your characters are slow. so easy to get. But car- characters really easy to unlock, um, and then they do the battle pass, which gives you stuff. Also gives you like the crafting material. Mm. Um, and gives you enough of the pay currency back that you put in. It actually gives you back more than you put in to mm. buy the battle pass, which as long as you finish the battle pass, you're getting the next one. Yep. So you're paying for the battle pass once. Mm. Really? Um, and also, Apex is a really good game. Yeah, it plays really well. Yep. <laughs> so that's the other thing. Yep. Um, but I just... That it's no spell break. <laughs> so uh, sorry it's a slight tangent there but uh, you see everything we've just been discussing there about mm. the FIFAs and the things all that uh. that is why I will be getting the disc version of the PS5 so that I can shop around and get the best price for my games yeah no it's, I agree I always like to have a hard copy of a game I don't like having digital copies an example of having a digital copy I bought the Turtles arcade game on Xbox 360 Turtles in Time remade and they fucking removed it and I can't download it again and I fucking paid for that game what that's because Brent and I said remember we're not going it was all like happen. no it can't happen and I literally just gave free money to Microsoft the cons son of a bitch mm-hmm. I didn't know that now yeah, because I was going to download it one night yeah. in Brenton, so me and him could play it for about a nostalgia's oh. sake, and then, surely to God, it's off their marketplace. Don't know if it was, that, uh, no. what do you call the company again? That it's Konami. Konami. I don't know if it was a Konami thing, or... Yeah, there's probably some rights dispute at yeah. some point. Well, there you go. But it happens, yeah. then, and that's that's the problem with, with digital mm. marketplace and stuff, is that that sort of shit can happen. Mm. You get real fucked over, you don't own anything. I remember for the longest I know we're tangent here don't, I don't mind though but I remember for the longest time when there was the whole legal thing with Skullgirls it was up and down on marketplaces just up down up down up down because it was made by Konami first then somebody bought it over Lab Zero and then someone else published it so it was going up and down and up and down and now finally I think it's something like Fine Autumn Games is publishing it and because they've still got the rights to it now it's, it's stayed up ever since but Jesus that was up and down like a 
whore's knickers. <laughs> forgive the, the crude analogy, but uh, Jesus Christ, that was... Because I'm a huge fan of that game. And I remember hearing all the problems it was having. And I, I remember thinking to myself, never delete that or you'll never get it back. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, PS5 yep. and Xbox Series X this mm-hmm. November. 450 if you're going for the big Mini ones. fridge versus a large router. <laughs> oh, the, uh, the designs of them were great after him. I, I showed the missus the PlayStation 5 and she looked at it and went, oh, that'd be nice in our living room. It's <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's not see, an ornament. <laughs> see, the more I see the PS5, I, I really don't like it. You don't? I don't like I the do. way it looks. There's rumors going I around you could actually remove the, the white straps. It was just a big black thing. <laughs> well, that was just there to hold it off right. <laughs> That's why I don't like it, is those white, like it looks cheap and plastically and shit, whereas like just the way the... It's the innovation. Theory, it is art. The way the Series X, <laughs> look at just the big, big brick. fuck off. I like, here's a, a box with stuff on it. They could just put all the parts on that cardboard box as long as it works, I'm going to be happy. Yep. Have, to, have you seen the size of that fucking thing? The, the PlayStation PS? 5? <laughs> yes. I've seen it compared to it's like... like bigger than your TV. <laughs> it's a, Why it's, is it that big? It's 15 inches tall. It's mm. bigger than the PlayStation 3. <laughs> Well, we all agreed we we aren't getting nurse. Uh, we're not pre-ordering PS5s. We're waiting. I I would like to, but I don't think it's going to happen. Oh, anyway. I'm only waiting. I don't want to. I'm going to have to get a new TV for it too. Like um, that's true. That's true. You know what I mean. So I'm going to wait journey, but you know, maybe you guys maybe know me. I have no patience. None. Zero. I want Demon Souls so bad. See, I'd rather take the the money that you would pay for either one of those consoles and get a new graphics card. We could do that. that. Yeah. You could do Only that. scalpers bought all those as well. <laughs> what? So, yeah. Oh, <laughs> scalpers bought Scal- all the graphics. Scalpers right, you were saying about that door then we were at walking. You can't, Jesus you can't get a hold of one of those. Fucking scalpers, man. Fucking scalpers. Ah. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. We'll, we'll, we'll move on. Fucking scalpers. But we'll move on and we'll obviously discuss Microsoft's huge, and I mean fucking just gigantic purchase. I think it was this week it happened. Yeah. Gigantic purchase. Seven point five billion dollars. Seven point five billion dollars, and they basically bought Zenimax. Zenimax Media, who own. Do you want me to go through it? Ah, they own Bethesda. Bethesda is the big one. Yeah. Uh, Ed. Ed. Arcane Studios. Arcane. Machine Games. Machine. Uh, Roundhouse Studios. Tango GameWorks. Um. Zenimax Online, which I'm assuming... Yeah, Elder Scrolls Online, Elder Scrolls Online. Scrolls they're responsible for that. Uh, Alpha Dog Games. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's it. So, games-wise, you're talking your Elder Scrolls, your Fallouts. Yep. Uh, that new one they're doing. Starfield. Starfield. Doom. Uh, you see, you've got Doom, you've got Wolfenstein from... from yeah, Ed, yep. uh, What do you call that PlayStation Rage. 5 game was coming out? Quick. Uh, there was a lot of a PlayStation 5 game. No. That was based on to- Tokyo Ghoul? No, it wasn't Tokyo Ghoul. Oh, no, no, no uh, to- uh, Ghostwire. To- uh, Tokyo Ghostwire. Uh, so that's, that's uh, Tango. Tango. Tango, yes. Uh, that's um, so Tango's also uh, Evil Within. Evil Within. Um, Arcane. Arcane is Prey. Uh, Prey. Uh-huh. It is oh, Dishonored. What, Dishonored Eye. And that new one they have where you're doing the, the loop. Uh, Deathloop. Deathloop. Aye. Um, which is still a PlayStation 5 time exclusive so what <laughs> <laughs> no way so they can't get in. they mustn't be able to undo that so uh, that's still a time exclusive we bought this game but shit we can't release it for a year um, 
But okay, so anything that's already been agreed to is still going ahead. Obviously, it looks like it. You know. right. um, but they have basically purchased some some big games. And let's be honest, I think a lot of people are thinking that it's Elder Scrolls and your your Fallout and the Starfield is going to be the big ones because they they may turn yeah, Xbox all the, exclusive. Bethesda works stuff. Uh, but for me, none of that fucking matters. Well, yeah, it. you only care about Doom. I really only. I'm so worried that in a couple of years when they announce a new Doom, they're going to turn around to me and say, you can't get it on PlayStation. And I may be a bit gutted, but I may then do an all-access and just get an Xbox Series S just to play the new Doom. I can't see them doing it because the, the other world's a prime what? example of it. Wait, why why can't you see them doing it? No, not doing it. Like making it exclusive? Uh, to Xbox and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, why, why are you fucking bother buying it then? I... You know, that's, the that's what I'm saying. I will be gutted when they announce that Doom is not on the PlayStation. So the, uh, but I can't see him doing it. Like. The, the bi- yeah, but the biggest criticism everyone's had of um, Microsoft is their first party mm. output. Because yeah. all, they, all they have is Halo and Gears. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I, so why buy Bethesda if you're going to... I think it's a panic, panic buy. I was like, fuck, I'm there. It's a pretty big panic buy. If you think about it this way, it's like you look at the way they're trying to launch their console. Like they're trying to get you on board, right? Now they're buying this big company. Maybe, and it's like, that's like but, if this doesn't work, we have this company to fall back on. You but know that, what I mean? that's, what the, the, that's what they've been doing for the last few years yeah, yeah, but as like you say fine. they bought a Obsidian Double Fine mm. uh, what do you call the ones that did Senua's Sacrifice oh yeah um, uh, Ninja Ninja Theory, theory. Yeah. Um, and like they're all like they're, none of them are the size of uh, Bethesda or yeah. Zenimax like, or, um, but like it's it's what they've been doing and they all of the games coming out like you said about Outer Worlds but that was already in development before they bought mm. um, Obsidian is that expansion coming yeah that's been announced I think that was coming to PlayStation it is yeah, yeah. obviously again it was probably agreed before yeah, yeah. like and I've, I spoke to people like uh, Carmen my friend she's massive Elder Scrolls like as I say she's the queen mm. of Elder Scrolls I've been playing on, on her for years in different games like, we were playing Fallout over the summer or over lockdown sorry mm-hmm. like that uh, was a good ex- good lockdown experience they even you bought it just to see what it was like. And, uh, anyway, long story we short on that there, day. when I said to her about it, like she was very gutted about it too because mm. it's like she doesn't want to switch from PlayStation to Xbox just for that, that those titles. So that, you know. that's the problem. This is like they've, they've... So Sony's kicking their ass in first-party stuff. They are, yes. Sony has all these internal studios putting out all these really good games. Mm-hmm. Um, so Microsoft definitely have to do something mm-hmm. but what they need to do is set up internal studios of their own which they are they are doing to be fair to them and start making games but see the the buy-in like something huge like this and which potentially takes some of the biggest releases that you see come out that so many people will want and the fact that that possibly mean that those people on playstation that choose to just go playstation are like fucked I don't like console exclusive games in general, but like to buy a company after the fact and, and then retroactively make something mm. new now console exclusive. I hope they don't do it. I hope what they do is the established franchises like your Fallout, your Doom and stuff, they still just release on everything. Because mm-hmm. when it comes down to like, you still want to sell as many games, and that's money going directly to yeah, Microsoft now. Money's money, like so. And maybe 
they'll use those studios to develop first party mm. exclusives that are new that you've never seen before. New IPs. Yeah. It's still yeah. stuff that maybe like the Bethesda one's so different from the likes of like Obsidian. Yeah. Because Obsidian's always been one of those it's a developer whose games I love, but they're always low budget janky yeah. because they just don't have the money. They're almost like double they, A instead of triple A. Kind of. <laughs> they, they, as a studio, they survive game to game. Yeah. Like, uh, and their next game could be the collapsing, but it's like, Microsoft bought them, and you think, they have a Microsoft budget now. This could be good. Mm. So, um, but when it comes to like, there's a massive, there's a studio or a publisher that's been putting it on its own shitty E3 conferences and you've just bought them up mm. and got all these huge fucking names of big AAA release games and um, yeah it's going to be pretty shitty if they turn around and go all oh, these are Xbox exclusives now see my thinking was I, I, very similar to yourself so I, I was doing a wee bit of fact checking and Doom Eternal and because obviously Doom's me thing it's the first thing I always check out when something like this happens but Doom Eternal sold the most copies on the PlayStation. Well, that's that's because the PlayStation is the mm-hmm. widest. Uh, that's the biggest market. There's the most people that own that console. Mm. But you have a choice then. If you turn around and you say, right, the PlayStation 5 has sold insanely well again, right? Do we turn around and go, right, but our new Doom's not going to be on the PlayStation? We just cut it from them? Or do we go, we could still make money putting Doom on the PlayStation? So they, I think they can. So the, I've been thinking about this because, like, it, at first it was like, I kind of went, "That's funny." Mm. Stu's gonna hate this. <laughs> Stu did hate it. Yes, <laughs> Stu did. So I was first I found it funny, and then actually thought about it, and then found it like uh, that would be shitty if they tried to if they're just making all this stuff first party, all this existing stuff already. Mm. Um, and then I thought like, they technically don't have to do that, and. Now I'm thinking about it now, it's like that could maybe not be in their interest. So let's say they have, right, they announce, right, Skyrim, Fallout 4, um, Doom Eternal, all that stuff is getting upgraded to the next generation. Mm. And we're putting them out at £40 ago. They're slightly mm. cheaper because um, they've been around for three generations now. Mm. Um, and they're available on all consoles. So PlayStation 4, £40 ago, you can have these games. Or they're all on Game Pass for £15 a month. Mm. So that that could still allow them to release them everywhere, but still, like, it's way in your interest to go to Xbox and pay that £15 a month. Yeah. But yeah. then they don't care. It's like, oh, you're PlayStation and you're going to pay us more money for a single game. You still get their money? Mm. So mo- that's how the logic in my head's working. Yeah, that, that's again the logic in my head. The moment I, the moment I, I read what happened, I was like, oh, shit! But then I was like, thanks, dirty boy, I think. Come on. And that's sort of what made me think, well, they've sold the most on this. The PS5 is obviously not going to sell like shit because pre-orders can't fucking keep up with them. So they still make their money. All right, you're releasing it on a rival platform, but it's not like it's a Microsoft game. It's a Beth- it's a id software game. Yes, yeah. sorry. I think they've said that Bethesda will still operate... Uh, autonomously, mm-hmm. whatever that means. That means like, but they're still going to be looking to make money. They might be just owned by Microsoft, but mm-hmm. like, if you really go and say like, that's like me buying your company and saying don't send the call, uh. and calling one of your biggest buyers, that's literally you're just fucking wrecking the company. Mm-hmm. You just bought it to wreck it. Do you know what I mean? So you're probably right, Colin, with what you're saying though about brand new or brand new IPs 
So anything maybe Ed or Bethesda. Yeah, I could definitely see them having Bethesda. This will be... Develop something for Xbox, only Xbox. Yeah, we need the combat, Last of Us, and we need the combat, Horizon and God of War and things Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. But at, the same, but at the same time, keep making that shit that you you've been making uh, yeah. that janky ass fucking bollocks. Remember, we, you did say <laughs> that sells the, really well. There was a rumor going around they were looking to buy the Warner Brothers rights. That failed. That didn't happen. But that was apparently on yeah. On but you the see, talks. that's there you go because like you see there, that yeah, wasn't that, talks. That, that now this has happened with an that, but, but that wouldn't be anywhere near as big. There's mm. even rumors of them buying Capcom. That's still Jesus. I don't think as as big as this. You think? No. Capcom put out some big hitters though. I like this is multiple studios that put out big hitters mm. Mm. like you can't underestimate the size of like Dishonored uh, Dishonored's yeah. huge mm. so is Prey um, that's Doom like, Wolfenstein mm. Fallout but imagine Elder buying Scrolls. Resident Evil freaking Devil May Cry Monster Hunter Street Fighter oh fuck it's Breath of Fire well that hasn't been out for a while that's some big hitters <laughs> there too I'd uh, be no, like in the same level, maybe. Well, uh, no, I actually think Bethesda are a bigger company. Oof. Mm, I'm pretty enough. sure they are. Oh, like, because uh, let's be honest, Skyrim's been out what three generations now. Jesus, and so many, I'm surprised there's not a fucking next gen remake think, for it. You think about Bethesda? I mentioned earlier about like Morrowind uh, mm. being on the original Xbox because it was this wee like Elder Scrolls was this hardcore RPG thing. Like you think of what Bethesda was at that point because mm. that was still Bethesda. Yeah, and that was them putting like really fucking in-depth RPGs out on PC mm. at that point, and now they're like, well, now they're part of Microsoft, but <laughs> and they turned into this big, massive fucking publishing. Mm. They were worth well, seven point five billion. They one thing I w- fucking id. <laughs> one thing I'd hope Microsoft would sort of like give them a wee scalp around the back of years with, with the sack shot hired. Well, yes, but tidy up their act. The good we, thing is, like, uh, just continue as you were. It's grand. Keep developing the games. We're going to stay over here and let you do your thing. But one thing first, Todd, get out. Todd, get fuck you. Fuck out. See get here. out. You uh, take this. No, I would like to see them do things with, like, you see the likes of Fallout 76 was shit. Um, like, it's like that practice stops completely. Mm. Where, like, they, they tell them, they set them down and say, like, look, you need to be putting out prop. We, we won you now. We want quality. Mm. And if you're going to be raising quality to the rest of the consoles, you know what I mean? They want quality. Well, you know, if they've said they'd be autonomous, then that probably won't happen. They'll let them continue with whatever <sighs> business practices they're, they're doing now. Mm. What is that? Big buy. 7.5 billion. Hey. Mm. One thing about it, though, is... Think- like, So, Obsidian is a developer that did... Fallout New Vegas. Yes, you think maybe there could be, and so that, so that's Bethesda and Obsidian back together, together again. again. It's like you could, mm. and that's like Obsidian's. I'm pretty sure has got a fair few people that are like original Fallout people. Yeah, because uh, that's why they made um, yeah, outer, outer Outer Worlds. Outer Worlds is a different game. All right, sorry. <laughs> Out of worlds, yeah. So mm, that, that, that was them making their Fallout game without the Fallout license. It's like, right. now, can we mm. potentially get a Fallout game that is using the engine for, like, the, using the same guys that did Outer Worlds mm. and have it, you know, work? A lot of people have always said that they'd love another New Vegas because everyone always says New Vegas was fucking brilliant. Uh, that would be my favorite of 
all the fallouts. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to say all the fallouts. Like, one and two are uh, great, but, like, if you go back and try and play them now, it's... Hard. You need patience for that kind of thing. <laughs> um, it was a huge thing when I read it, and, you know, it'd be nice that if it, if it does go the way we're thinking, Colin, you know, I'm hoping it does because I want to play future Doom games. I can see it going on with it. I don't, you know, it'll be all right. It's you're talking maybe. Tell me if it's all right, cat. Tell me if it's all right, right, man. I I don't see them being dicks about the whole thing. I still think it was a panic buy by Microsoft. Especially if they want to do. No, it wasn't. It's a secure, like, good first Mm. fucking. They've been trying to buy uh, someone big for ages. Yeah, they got it, you know. But like, well, I mean, panic buy. I don't mean it's like oh, we had it. It's like it was. It means it's like that they there's securing themselves you know what I mean to a big big position of power you know for the next gen the next especially gen if they're trying to put across the, the nice guy Microsoft attitude that they're trying at the moment yeah from what they used to be now, that's Man. what I remember I saying about the console thing at the beginning where I went this PlayStation is because Microsoft turned into an absolute dick of a company hmm. and now they've been trying to repent because they lost a lot of people like, they still are a dick of a company they're a massive uh, you know multi they're always going to be a big shitty corporation capitalistic <laughs> fucking machines <laughs> we're just <laughs> little cogs in them <laughs> spinning and buying their property <laughs> products sorry. Uh, the one thing you can hope is like there's there's people that work um, at a level there that, that actually care and actually care about what Bethesda does and it's not all but just mm. making the maximum amount of money mm. but yeah, it's capitalism for you. Yeah. Um, you know I mean? Play the Russian music there. <laughs> <laughs> do, we, do we have time you know to move on quickly? To what? Uh, speaking of big companies and stuff, it's this is kind of what happens when a big company bullies a fan. Oh, you want the, 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 the GoldenEye, GoldenEye remake? So uh, I absolutely adore GoldenEye because of what it kind of was at the time and even to this day what it kind of stands for. It was the first proper console first person shooter that worked properly and it, I, people sometimes ask me oh, has a, do you think it's aged well it has I played it recently it's still fucking brilliant I love just it to, just to run there well, I, I saw play odd job and fuck you and I run around even it's well fucking hard playing with one analog stick yeah don't get me wrong you, you, ha- you have to use the at the time I remember you the, know there was the a good, CROs yeah, the CROs to move and the stick, and I remember thinking this was dumb. I was like, no, I'll move the thing. But now it makes so much more sense. Although, did you know there is a control option to use two controllers? Yeah. Oh, and do you know if you use that, that in single yeah, player? Two sticks. If you use that in single player during the cutscenes, you can actually move Bond around in the cutscene. <laughs> so, like, you can disrupt the fucking thing. Sorry. Sit and shooting everybody while the cutscenes happen. I remember at the time thinking it was dumb. You know, why would I use two controllers? What the fuck? I think it was, I thought it was like some sort of, you know, crazy hardcore mode. But yeah, so GoldenEye is a widely loved game and it is considered you know one of the top to this day people still put it in their top shooters and stuff so these fans got together and decided well you know GoldenEye's turning 25 years old and they had literally started rebuilding GoldenEye from the ground up and they were going to release it for free on PCs you know just as a fucking you know love letter to GoldenEye and they'd been putting out you know uh, you know uh, video updates on YouTube and stuff and it was looking fucking amazing so they've been at this for like since 2018 or so yeah this has been in production for quite some time and it was looking phenomenal and then sometime earlier fucking mgm's lawyers came this along was, this was in august this happened to it was august sorry yeah. this came on they came along and they were all stop that 
And you're like, what? Just stop that. Stop doing that. And you're like, but, like, they're not going to make any money out of this. They're just fans going, we love this game. We just want to just give it a nice overhaul. So now that this has happened, they've turned it into their own thing. So they are still doing it. Um, Spies Don't Die or something, I think they've called it now. But I'm I'm just wondering, what... What purpose does it serve for a big company to go stop that, stop being fans? Because that's they. You may be a fan of it, but they own it, and I get that. they don't have control over what you're actually doing with that license, and uh, they, they they get very protective over their intellectual properties. It's like, or you could make James Bond, but like, you know, kill three year olds. But anyone with <laughs> half a brain can see that they're remaking. An N64 game? Here's the thing, though. I guarantee... I guarantee they didn't look that closely. They uh, Look, someone's making an unauthorized James Bond thing. Nope. Nope. Send the cease and desist letter. Mm -hmm. Don't... I didn't say send a cease and desist letter. Send the cease and desist letter that we probably send everyone Mm. that's already printed out. Fill Fill in their name here. So these guys obviously got the big cease and desist letter... They called it a day, and I'm just thinking though, because you look at some of the other fan-made things that they've never been told to stop. And oh, they get the, the, Nintendo is fucking awful for this. I know they're pretty bad for that. The, <laughs> what was the the guy remaking uh, Metroid Two, mm. uh, the Game Boy game? Yes, on PC. Yep, um, he was, he was doing it by himself, I think. I actually have it well, on you, that did, very computer. Did you get it? Nice. Oh, uh, it was ages ago, and it was it was on my old PC, um, and I was trying to get, get some stuff off that, but the fucking boot had f- shit itself. It wouldn't boot, so I had to rip the hard drive out, put it in a USB caddy, and then just shuffle through, grabbing all the stuff I wanted, and then just reformatted, and now I have a, a spare hard drive. Nice. But I, well, that was one of the things I grabbed was, was that game, because yeah, you can't well, I'm sure you can find it somewhere, but they they shut that down. They've shut down multiple Pokemon. Yeah, I'm uh, pretty things. sure Nintendo have a very they're like they're very unhappy about you even uploading gameplay footage of their games. Yeah, they YouTube. can be weird about that. Eh? <laughs> what? It's just it's not understanding mm. what is actually like. Yeah, Nintendo famously were really slow to pick up on the internet stuff mm. and online. They're still not that good at it. Mm. Um, but it's just like, they're just old school. It's, it's not saying that as an excuse, but oh, yeah, that, yeah, but that yeah. is the reason. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like if, if that, it's a, it can go one of two ways. If you start a fan project with some sort of uh, thing that someone else owns, either you're going to get a cease and desist and that'll be you, you either stop or get sued. Or they'll go, stop that, but also come here. That was and Sonic Mania, wasn't it? That was, that was well, I was going to say Resident Evil 2. Resident Evil 2? Yeah, I yep. don't know what, but Resi. Yeah, um, Resi 2 started as fans. The guy remaking it in the Unreal Engine. Come here, uh, MGM are still making films by any chance? Yes. Still yeah. doing so the there's a new Bond. Yeah, there's right. new so Bond. it's just Bond they do, because I was trying to think here, like, when's the last time a proper I've seen the Lion logo? Well, you know who owns that? Hey. Sony. Sony own MGM? Yeah. They own a small part of it. Uh, MGM oh, is owned by, like... 30 different companies. I don't know a bit of research on it this It was well. Sony that stopped them from going under, wasn't it, when they bought their share? They, they bought a... I thought they had a controlling share. No, there's, they, they have a very small share in this. Because um, I remember you said to me, I was like, what, Sony stopped Goldeneye? What mm. the fuck? 
but then I was reading about it and like MGM are they're owned by several people but they still have their own sort of control of what they can do and things mm. and like you say it's more than likely some guy has heard somebody's making a bomb thing stop that right. hasn't looked into it and, but this they need to look at it, man, as if they... The only good Bond things that they've had going recently is films. Uh, they haven't had a great run of games since Goldeneye. No. I remember watching a thing about that. There was something to it. It was like, because Rare... They'd lost, Rare had lost the license to Goldeneye. And, like, whatever MGM did afterwards was like... They didn't get Rare back. No, the problem was... Right, so Goldeneye was an absolutely gigantic success... So the James Bond license suddenly became worth a shitload of money. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people started bidding for it. And Rare did not You're have right. the money to outbid mm-hmm. some of these other people. And basically, I think it was Activision got it because the next game was based on the next film. Because some of them games were Oh, Jesus Christ. Like, but people thought... Because <laughs> people didn't know any better and they thought that this was the same people who made Goldeneye. Oh, so they went out and bought it and ah. made fucking stupid tons of money. Because I remember seeing that there was a couple of game studios that for the lower term were nobodies and mm. I don't mean that in a bad way like fair play to them because they, they got the rights to a James Bond game but that, they were that small that was more the reason they got the rights to it is because video game or GM did quite a they did that Tomb Raider film that last one what the the remake the, the, thing the one that was based on the new Square Enix game yeah um, that, that went on the radar too. That's I'm not lying about that there. Shite. Yeah, the, I, I don't think it actually got a cinema release. I think it was. It straight. did, but they just kept it quiet because the reviews Creed? were so bad. Creed as well as Creed was, uh, the girl in the spider's web, fighting with my family. They're all co-productions though. Uh, but I, I'm pretty sure that's standard for films in general. Yeah, that's it? true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Sure, the Rock he produced that. He did. So that was mostly the Rock's money. I'm like you know, and they just but, what they slapped on the MGM thing. In regards to. Rare getting Goldeneye, it was more to do because movies or video game based on movies were just, they were never a big thing. So Goldeneye actually came out two years after the film because I remember reading a magazine a mm. friend of mine brought into school and they said a James Bond uh, Nintendo game was coming out. And I, I can remember because the, the magazine, it was an unofficial Nintendo magazine, and they were already ripping at the bits before it was released mm. because it was a movie based game. They're like, oh, you know, don't be expecting anything, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Obviously, Goldeneye went and surpassed. But I think because that was the because that was the norm, getting the James Bond video game license wasn't that hard. So Nintendo paid whatever, give it to Rare, and went, I see what you can do here. Boof, Goldeneye, unbelievable. You know, yeah, it came went, out of nowhere, like I went down in history and all. Yeah, but I was so looking forward to this remake because I'd been watching it for a while, and you know they showed the dam, they showed the facility, and they showed the runway, and it just you know they had the classic sound effects and all, you know, and they had all the gun names and shit. Like one of my one of the things I used to giggle at in Goldeneye was. Rare obviously used stocked grunt noises, and some of them are just so funny. You know, like when you were shooting at something, just get right. like, <laughs> <laughs> like because if you were shooting someone like a machine gun, but it was a weak machine gun, they would just do like the grunt noises in really quick succession. So they're they're not, they not one of them song. They did pull one of them samples out and put it on the most games. It's sort of like that. Their Star Wars, the one helm. What do you call it? The Wilhelm scream. Uh, it's out of gold now. It's like, it's like a, when uh, you ran over them with a tank. Uh, <laughs> but um brilliant so i was very gutted to hear when that happened and then i was just thinking like why do these big companies need to do this but you're 100 percent probably right Calm to protect just, their brand they don't but they don't look into what they're actually stopping yeah mm. but they they don't care ah. 
I mean, it's near going to hurt the company or as Colin says there they could like to turn and say stop and come do that with us it's, say it's like, not you say I wouldn't hurt them um, and it's which is true and they're not making money off it which mm. is true but it would take them more time to go find out about it which is which will cost them money than to just send a letter to say knock that shit in the head well mm. let's be honest the guys were putting videos on YouTube of their progress I'm, I'm not I'm not saying it's right or anything yeah, yeah, yeah. But you see that's probably how they were making money off too man because like we put it on YouTube and them getting them sweet views like you know what I mean but, but wee bit of cash wee bit of advertising you know what I mean that's the way they they yeah. think and it's, mm. it's it's weird that the ownership of like we could probably talk for hours about what what is it to own a fucking idea? Mm. Um, it's like you can't own like there's fucking you know public domain fairy tales. Someone mm. wrote that at some point, but like you know anyone can go write a story about. But the other thing, obviously, that's happening at the moment again, sort of closely associated with Golden. I know we're sort of a wee bit over our time here, so I'll I'll be brief. Obviously, there, there's been a team of people who for the last five or six years now have been remaking Time Splitters called Time Splitters Rewind. And they've been putting out, you know, updates and stuff. Now, obviously, the Time Splitters license has been all over the place recently, but it was bought, and they have said there is a future happening. And everyone thought, all right, they're going to shut down that Time Splitters Rewind. But they just sort of went, nah, guys, go ahead. We're not going to get in your way. We're, we've got an idea we're going to do with Splitters. You work away with what you're doing. Who yeah. knows? Maybe they'll just come and go, hi. But, oh. that, but that's probably like one human being seeing that and going, oh, this is pretty cool, I'll let it go. Whereas in the case of like MGM, that's a fucking legal team. Mm. They probably don't play games. Prob- like that's, well, that's making an assumption, but let's say they, mm. they might not. They don't necessarily. All they know is someone's making a product with one of their intellectual properties that they One of their own. big intellectual properties. One of, one well. of the big ones. They have no idea if that product is going to be good, if it'll work well, mm. and if that person releases it, and let's say let's say they release that, and it started bricking PCs, mm. uh, then like most people, normal people that don't, or normal people, but like let's say someone who doesn't have like a in-depth knowledge of how this shit works, and they just see, oh, they remade that game I played when I was a kid. I'll try it. Oh, brick my PC. Who do you think they're going to be blaming? Mm. That guy that made it in his bedroom, or the people that own James Bond? Ah, fair enough. That's mm. so that like that's why they get protective of stuff like that. Mm, okay, or just name it fucking Beans John or something. Well, like I say, what they're doing <laughs> now? Well, yeah, that's what they're doing. Now. <laughs> that's pretty much what they're doing now. They're making a game called Spies Don't Die, and they've listed what they're allowed to keep, what they have to get rid of, and things like that. Someone remake No One Lives Forever. That was okay. Yeah, the, no, those those were good games. They were all right. No, they were good. Shut up, I prefer Goldeneye. <laughs> um, I, w- I wasn't saying instead of. I, well, okay, fair point. Although they were very splitteries as well, so yeah. They are right. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so, but yeah, we're going to take a break, folks. Uh, we'll be back shortly. Uh, enjoy this slight entertaining. No, it's actually, no, you picked very good music. Enjoy this very entertaining. Slight not entertaining. slightly entertaining. Enjoy this very entertaining music, and we'll be back with you shortly. Ah! <laughs>
Are we good to go? Yeah. Okay, uh, thanks for listening. That was a very awesome and very relevant piece of music. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it's been a while since I've actually heard that because it's been a while since I've watched that and obviously we've been talking about it and we will be talking about it. So uh, I will have to... Uh, we'll have to sit down and give that a watch again. So uh, I never no. watched it, you know. I should. I yeah. actually had the, the you know big what? manga. Yeah, we'll, so hold that thought. We will discuss this later on in this podcast yes 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 yes. yes. i didn't notice i look forward to this (laughs) yep we will but uh as for now it's time for the most anticipated beer reviewers in the century of the human race that made no sense but what are you on (laughs) you think i've been drinking there's a fucking moira in here (laughs) what are you on about the state of you the state of you hit it call do the thing is it working yeah, I can hear it. Can you? I have no way for <laughs> Oh, yeah. Look for those beer necessities, those simple beer necessities. Forget about your silly WKDs. Oh, yeah. I mean those beer necessities with buns and gins and even whiskeys. Those simple beer necessities of life. Like a tight. And then just... Yeah. I need more words, but... Come on, in another day. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I should probably stop this. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, are you gonna stop it? You sure? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what, 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 what have we got this month? Or I say this month. We haven't exactly been monthly this year, but you know, that's you know, whatever. Fuck him. Fuck him. <laughs> and I can actually drink this one. You can. Yes. <laughs> you can actually drink this time. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, 24-7. Aye. Session IPA. Roosters Brewing Company. I've never heard of these guys. So these guys are um, from near Yorkshire? Right. Near Yorkshire? Um, Harrogate, I think, is the, the place. So f- for the first time in a while, we've actually got a beer that's outside of our country. Because if you think about it, a lot of beers we've been doing recently have been homegrown beers. Yeah. So so we're, we're stepping outside the Emerald Isle for this one. To the far fucking shores of... England. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? So exotic. (laughs) So exotic. It's it's fucking diabolical. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Um, But yeah, we we, we spotted this. I just seen the sort of flavors on it and was all, woo. I have to try this bad boy. So you've got a bit of information on it before we... uh, before we try it. So well, these guys uh, were founded in 93, so they've been around a good wee while. Um, they're a small brewery, family-owned. Oh, that's cool. Um, and they've won a shit ton of awards. Right, they've only been around for, what, 20, 27 years, and they've got awards coming out their backside already? Yeah. That's but, like, um, most awards are going to be, you know, more recent stuff, I know. Yeah, yeah, but it's still a big deal, like. So even this uh, the beer you picked out here has actually won some awards. Uh, so it's a session IPA we got called Twenty Four Seven, and in two thousand and seventeen it won gold at something called the Seba Northeast Beer Competition SIBA, mm. and also. One in 2018, one bronze at the same thing, but at a national level. Right, okay. 
And then they got a bunch of other beers out of. Um, well, we'll one see. Other awards. Now, why does One Trick Pony sound familiar to me? Did we have One Trick Pony? Or someone's mentioned it. One Trick Pony? Mm. I don't know. Wait, the back catalog or nothing. Wait, wait, wait. Doesn't Brewdog have a beer of a similar name? Uh, Deb Pony Club. Ah, Deb Pony Club. Sorry. Maybe that's just what I'm. Mm. Yeah, because that, that label doesn't look familiar either. Uh. Anyway, so t- this 24 7, will I read out what it says about it first? Oh, yes, please do. Four big hitting hops come together to create a sessionable hop forward pale ale with the intensity of a new new world IPA. Armillo Chinook. I love the names of hops. So uh, stupid. They are. Simcoe. Wait, that's three. You lying back. All oh, right. <laughs> From the USA, work in harmony with New Zealand's Nelson Sovin to produce a punch bowl aroma of lemon, tangerine, and gooseberry. Ooh. Followed by a balanced grapefruit bitterness. Because it all tastes like grapefruit in the end. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is going to be uh, <coughs> unique. Suitable for vegans. There's no actual roosters in it. Oh, well, that's good to know. Shall we, gentlemen? That that was well caught there. Hmm. Smells nice. aromas, eh? Hmm. That is a nice smell. Mm-hmm. Colin, your eyes went really wide there. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen you look like that before. The you look thing is, possessed. A very small can. Well, I like what it says on the back. It says here... Um, it smells really lemony. Drink quality, not quantity. I like that. But like it, it smells really lemony, which makes me think I need to clean the kitchen with it. <laughs> <laughs> Something in a flash I'd like. <laughs> try try tasting it or just yeah. do you use any particular technique when tasting or you just lash it in me I lash it in me what do you do <laughs> oh, I love to sip for a second on this, the, the tongue and See, no I'll one do, drinks beer like that though. I'll you do that to, later you, on you need to drink beer in the way you would normally drink beer your taste test means nothing because you shouldn't Fling it a bit your palate. around my palate later. <laughs> L- like, listen to me on my palate. It takes, I'd say, after years of abuse, like walking. <laughs> the right. taste still left there. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So, Wouldn't taste it at all. Uh, <laughs> it's <laughs> like, I could just turn and go, oh, it's beer. It's beer. It's beer. You know what I mean? But it, uh, that's why I give it like, like a wee. That, that's, I'll give you that. Uh, so that's like, nice that's why I give it a wee second. But like... Um, it's really bitter. Uh, the, like like really grapefruity. Mm. What's that body? Hey? I think it's really nice. Like at the back end. Mm. Oh, there was that nice. I have the bottom more of a sour date. Like um, when it's at the back of the tongue uh, here. It's more better than sour. That's like uh, a, so. Uh, that's what I'm getting. It's, it's like a, a lemon rind. Mm, I actually recall it's more of a butter. I was waiting for me. I used to fucking. No, that's nice. I, I do it's like not that. Bad. I can see why they would class as that a session IPA though. Sorry, I hit my mic there. But I can see why they would class that as a session IPA. Yeah, right? but it's it's not particularly hoppy. No. Even though there's four different types of hops in it. Which is very unusual mm. considering the four types of hops, but there's not too hoppy. It's very sharp. Yeah, very that's very usually that's a good what yeah, you get with session uh, that's IPAs they tend not to be overly hoppy. Mm. Three but that would be the It's kinda strong for a session. 
That would be a one there if you were a few pints down of normal beer and you mm. wanted something they bring you about a kickback around, like mm. you know what I mean, get you that's lighting up. That's definitely I no, that's that's really sharp. It has something me like fucking That's nice. like a reawakening. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. You know, so for Coke users, you know what I mean, instead of buying a fifty bag uh-huh. of Coke, you could literally go and get yourself a wee can of twenty four seven. And I'd probably do the same thing. That's uh, I, I I see what you're saying though, Kat, if you've been maybe at a bar and you've been drinking your standard maybe Coors or something and you wanted something that had a bit more almost it feels like it has a, a lot more life in it than a standard beer would have mm. that's the, what I how I would describe it like it's not your average fucking peel or pe- not pe- plain sorry uh, yeah, it's, it's not just your average beer it's like something for, about a kick something's going to like give you a wee slap in the face mm. you know bring you around bring so you around about like they have a, a full IPA as well they, they do called Baby Faced Assassin Babyface assassin. Um, I, I can see why their session APA is 4.7 because it's 6.1. What do you call Manchester? So it's pretty strong. Manager at the moment. The Russian dude. He's not Russian. No, he's, he's Russian. Like, no, he's... Is, he, is it not um, we... Um, he's known as the Babyface assassin. Yeah, he's Norwegian. He's. Oh, he uh, is not Russian. Sorry, you're right. <laughs> and, uh, oh, what's his name? Shulskar. Shulskar. Czech Republic, isn't it? Norwegian. Norwegian. Is he even Norwegian? <laughs> he played for Norway. Uh, well, he's the babyface assassin, like so. Babyface, that's a great name, though. Yeah, babyface well, assassin. But fuck, man, you know it. Up the skies. Jesus, we're talking sports. That's, that's uh, talking that's, FIFA earlier. It's on. Disgraceful. That's, that's, that's good. This point, is what happens when you drink beer. We were talking <laughs> FIFA earlier. Jesus, he's got he got us there. Uh, well, that that's not a sport. That's well, a depiction of a sport. <laughs> And we were talking about their business practices. <laughs> yep. Um, That's really nice. So I'm going to look through their, their other beers. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a pale ale called Yankee. Wait, no, that definitely rings a bell. I, I, think, I think it's pretty common. For I'm going to say a lot of their names aren't that creative. Okay. Compared to all the other things we've seen. So, um, True, we have seen some it? great names. A classic English porter. Um, called London Thunder. London Thunder. <laughs> uh, I, uh, YPA, Yorkshire Pale Ale. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Capability Brown, <laughs> a classic English better. So that'll be a brown ale. That, um, that's very very similar, like, like New, a Newcastle, Newcastle Brown. Uh, Highway Fifty One, which is a dry hop pale ale. They got some really sort of below you don't usually see us in craft beers but like stuff below four mm. so that's a 3.7 they have a pale session ale which is a 3.5 called buckeye but if i'm not mistaken dry hops usually do tend out to make things a little bit sort of because you don't you don't um when it comes to a dry hop you don't let them ferment as long as you would normal hop and that's probably why that's probably a bit weaker then mm. see i'd sometimes know what i'm talking about <laughs> Sometimes, and the one trick pony, uh, right? Well, I definitely haven't tried this, but I do. I would like to. It's a, a rose lemonade sour. Oh, that sounds interesting. That does. Then, then they've got a Pilsner Pale Ale hybrid called Pilsner. That's that's Pilsner. That's all right. Yeah. What did you call the the one trick pony? One trick pony mm. is the rose lemonade sour. Let's see if we can try that sometime that sounds amazing rose lemonade sour 
<laughs> I have taken a hankering to sour beers. I really have. Man, we've always loved the sours, hey. We have. Remember down at the supper when, we no, when I we first tried the sour, I thought it tasted like vomit. Yeah, when we first did. <laughs> yeah, many when we. And then it grows on you. Yeah, yeah it, it does. Did, it did. It grew on. Like the first sour, I really fell in love with big time. Was we haven't mentioned them in a while, so it's okay. Eh? But the <laughs> Wall City Breweries beer exit. Mm. That's yeah, lovely. That's right. What is that? A cherry sour? It's a it? no. It's a rhubarb. Is it rhubarb? It's a rhubarb sour. Ah, uh, because it was a cherry London cherry. Yes, the, cherry London cherry is the uh, other one. The other but one. it's a it's a rhubarb based sour. Is the beer exit? That's fucking gorgeous. Oh, they do limited edition beers, and they got some interesting sounding things here. So, okay. Roots Rock Reggae, which is a pineapple and grapefruit IPA. Say that again. Roots, Roots Rock Reggae. Roots Rock Reggae. Roots Rock Reggae. I like it. That's really cool. A dark chocolate and ginger imperial stout called Howl. Ooh, very unicorn. 7.2. Dark chocolate and din- ginger is really I'd nice. i say that would go well. Yeah. I, th- that's one of them ones where you're like, you can have half a pint of it. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Fuck you, I'll be having the full pint. <laughs> <laughs> Bits of the cans, like, smaller than this again. <laughs> They've got the Hanging Gardens of Basil Dome. Basil. Very good. That's a... <laughs> Which is peach, grapefruit, and basil sour. Ooh. Peach, grapefruit, and basil? Basil, basil. Mm. That's what stuff mm. you put in your pizza. It's not stuff you put with peaches. Seasonal, isn't it? Some <laughs> weird shit they're at here. We've got a, a mint chocolate chip and ice cream stout. What? Scoops of what? Oh, my God. How the fucking on, hey? We're, why have we not known about that? Most of these are like cast. You can actually get that in can, but I'm not sure how you would go about it. A lot of these are only cask and keg. Uh, um, it, get a keg. Uh, salted caramel. What? Stout. Is that the what? one Josh had? <gasps> it's called First World Problems. Salted caramel stout. That's oh my god! I am a sucker for salted caramel shit. Like I got my protein stuff and that, and I mean, it's really god. I can't. I can't wait to usually get that stuff. You know what I mean? But salted caramel in general. Oh my god. This is a big fan of salted caramel. They have a German a German white <laughs> cold cold slow and low. Uh ginger chili and lime. Uh a Darjeeling Saison. Right. Called Shangri La. <laughs> uh, anything else here jumping out at me? Mm. So one trick normal. pony is a standard beer that they do. Yeah, that's that's right. one of the standard ones. So see if we can get our hands on some of that. Mm. But uh, this this twenty four seven is it, it's very easy to drink. It, well, it's a session IPA, but yeah. it's, like, there's no, it's not mad punchy in the face flavor. No, it's just a nice wee you know sipping beer. Mm. It's a ver- it's. I know we we haven't been able to do the beer necessities as as standard as we usually have, but I think. So far this year, I need to go back and listen, but I don't think we've had a lot. But in that fucking vodka. Yeah. I don't think we've had a lot of success this year, though, beer-wise. Yeah, I haven't had a lot of tries, though. True. And again, one of them was wasted on that vodka. Yeah. The fucking weed vodka. Weed vodka. That was rotten. I mean, I'm not the biggest vodka fan in the world, but that was bad. I I would have been fine if it had actually tasted like weed, but it didn't. I don't. Uh, well, do you remember the weed vodka last month? Oh, that fucking! I had like a, a dup. I think it was, uh, and it was like that was not weed or vodka. No, uh, a, did something not reference that there been like a cleaning utility? <laughs> it was something like that smelled <laughs> like you use in a hospital. I'm pretty like, sure it was Scott said something like uh, that. <laughs> like that was like ugh. he smelled it and it was all 
See some of these limited edition ones though, they're they are available to buy in cans and oh. like it w- wouldn't be a problem to order them because they're just in England. <gasps> That's a good point. So what are you thinking? <laughs> There's a couple there that when I try. No, um, we'll, we'll have to discuss this off air then. Uh, yes. Okay. But yeah, we we're enjoying these uh what Rooster Brewing Company? Yeah. Rooster. Rooster. So I like these Rooster. I don't know. I was the because we were at the shop, we were flicking through a couple of things, and I just seen the flavors and went, "Oh, that'd be interesting." Yeah, we've stumbled across something we may enjoy here. So yeah, mm. two thumbs up for twenty four seven. Anyway, mm-hmm. definitely. I enjoyed that. I lovely. Definitely, definitely. Mm. Still drinking away at it. Absolutely gorgeous. Um, uh, the only downside, and this is my only downside to this entire uh, drink, is I do a little agree. I agree quite a bit with Kat. The cans need to be bigger. <laughs> yeah, man. No, the, Need a bigger can. It's a coke a can. Nice, a nice 440 would be nice. Or if you want to be like really 500 mil, you know what I mean? I, mm. I'd prefer a nice 500 mil can out there. That's something you it's could just. just such a nice beer. You want a wee bit more. You would. Well, I horse that under me, but like that's only because it's a small can. But like if I had a couple more of them, I'd be like sipping naturally and mm. nicely with them, like something a slow night, as you would call it. Mm. You know what I mean? That'd be a good name for a beer. A slow S- night. A slow night. Yeah, that'd be mm-hmm. good. There you go. I'm going to copyright that before anybody fucking gets it. Do <laughs> not fans. Do not still love I have me. to get my arson gear and make more beer. But, S- um, oh, the slow night is coming. The slow night. I like it. <laughs> but we'll move on. So we're going we're gonna to head up to the real waifus of the Evil G Hills. And Colin, obviously, this is this is your specialist section. Dear God. So, um, well, as, as we were alluding earlier when we were talking about the music, so but uh, you've got obviously two for us. So. Yeah, so the first one's... Uh, I'd never watched Trigun, ever. You, you hadn't before? Which is probably hard to believe. I'd, and as I, I said, never I've never done it. too. Well, I corrected that mistake. Yes. You've you know? done it. <laughs> Thank you. No, because we'll learn now. Um, yeah, so uh, like, it's a weird one that I never watched. It's probably the biggest show like that's on my... Yeah, you really should have watched that, being an anime fan. Um, and it's right up my street as well. Um so Trigun is about an outlaw called Vash the Stampede, who has a sixty billion dollar bounty on his head, and he goes around wrecking shit. Um, He's a lovable wee scamp. Yeah, but that—that's the thing—is that you, yeah, at the at the start, you're supposed to think he's this badass killer, but he's really a fucking goofball. Um, and the thing is, he, he destroys entire towns, but no one ever dies. Yeah, yeah, that's the good point. That's the yeah. thing. Um, so you, you've got him, and you've got these two, uh, Millie Thompson and Meryl Strife, who work for an insurance company, and their job is to follow him around and stop him from wrecking shit, so the insurance company doesn't have to pay out insurance. Um... Minor spoiler at one point that he gets uh, declared an act of God. That's <laughs> so, right. so they don't have to pay out insurance. I forgot anymore. about that. <laughs> He's a fucking human act of God. Yep. Um, but now nah, this, this is a really good show. Um, it came out in 1998 originally. Um, and is that it's, how old it is? Uh, it's, it's right from that, that era that I <coughs> love the, the look of it. Mm. Um, like It's got these really beautiful hand painted backgrounds. I really every time I see backgrounds I got in a show it like really sticks out to me and it just really hits you in the nostalgia button um so um what was that one called again last year with the megalo box oh yeah yeah I remember you talking about I that I said it was done in this sort of 
style throwback is mm. is this style that they went for um so like the it, this all takes place on a planet where it's all very dusty wild west type stuff and we i think that's why everywhere. i got involved with because i seen the sort of western look and went mm. oh, it's, it's pure like western spaghetti yep. western style um it's got a lot in common with cowboy bebop Mm. I was going to say that you said like it was a planet on a western based planet mm. but except they never go off this planet mm. there's a there's a whole backstory to this they don't explain um, like they don't explain why Vash is like don't explain explicitly but they in the context of the characters interacting with each other um, and just going through the story you pick up on mm. bits of how they got there and what Vash is um, and you know the the why the world is the way it is um which is really cool that no one sits down and you know doesn't exposition dump and says oh we came here on these ships yep. this many years ago it's like mm-hmm. there's a couple of flashbacks but they mostly focus on vash himself mm. not the reason for why people are going to a different planet the terraform or anything so um <coughs> but uh yeah it's really really funny uh, it seems lighthearted, but it's actually really incredibly deep. A lot of depth to it. It kind of boils it down to, you know, the old uh, morality um, question about the the two tracks and the tram. Mm-hmm. It's like it's heading towards 10 people. You can pull a lever to go on a different track and it'll kill one person. Mm. Um, sort of gets into that sort of morality stuff. But um, I don't want to give away too many spoilers, even though this thing's been around for 22 years. Mm. No, no, you're absolutely... Because you should watch it, so... I do, you know, from what... It's I on Netflix it now. The, the, mm. It was a Dark Horse release to Mango, wasn't it? I ha- that's just what I was going to say to you. If you ever want to read it, let me know I have it. Uh, I, I, have you do? I had Yes, it. I do. I did have the first one, and, and then I, I got destroyed in a waterlogged accident in one of the first places I was living on. Mm. But I can remember that he, I remember Fast Stampede. Uh, was it, you said he's, 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 the two girls that are following him, they're insurance people, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. He is deemed as an act of God, or not an act of God, not like, like a, a force of nature or yeah, something yeah. like that. Like, yeah. But, but that's, you know. that's an actual insurance Because he's term, famous yeah. for yeah. destroying so much shit. Mm. This insurance company has sent these two specialists out to keep an eye on him to try and stop him from destroying so much shit. Mm-hmm. And one of them is like the uh, sort of headstrong, like you do what you're told. And the other one, Millie, is just this big, lovable oaf. Uh, uh, I remember she's like year. really tall. But yeah, she's really soft-spoken, but she's also really excitable. Yep. And, and she's also eat. like fucking massive. Like she, she, has a- like she can no problem taking care of herself. Um, but yeah, um, it, it, I think what it was one of the first animes I ever watched back when I used to watch anime, and I remember just loving the setting, the characters, the artwork was stunning. Like there was, because there's obviously there's the, the I don't want to get into it, but there's obviously certain people come out to try and take them down, and some yeah. of those sort of battles are absolutely brilliant as well. So they are. Oh yeah, yeah, and it's it's the way they did. They, like, Vash is so uh, some probably some minor spoilers here, mm. but like it, we can't talk about this unless we do. Mm. But Vash is like so he comes across as an absolute goofball. Um, he's takes nothing. Looks like, it seems like he takes nothing seriously, um, and just like 
looks into these the when he's fighting guys that mm. he just doesn't know what he's doing it just looks on his side um but even though he that's all sort of a cover for like there's a lot more depth to this character and he has this for his own reasons that are explained in the show will not take a life mm. um and he believes in that so much and the way it works into the way he fights, that's part of the way he does that sort of try to disarm his enemies. He's like, oh, you, why bother with me? Look at the state of me. Um, but at the same time, if he wanted to in any of those fights, you know he could end it in a second. Oh, yeah. And they make that really, really clear. Yep. I'm saying there is no human that can yep. stand up to him. Hence why he's worth fucking $60 billion. Like. Yeah. And that's why... He, uh, that's why... Uh, you know, he's got such... The, the, so much uh, mystery around him everything gets destroyed it's like mm. he goes to such lengths to avoid killing the person that's trying to kill him mm-hmm. shit gets destroyed and that's that's kind of the, the focus of the, the show and sort of that getting back to that morality question it's like Vash is that stubborn where he's like um, there's there's a scene where he's young and he sees like a, a spider catching a butterfly mm-hmm. and the spider's gonna um uh, is gonna eat the butterfly and he sets it free and the other guy says no don't the person he's with says don't do that because then well if you the, the butterfly goes free then the spider will die and he goes and he's like fucking tears now he's like no I'll find a way so they can both live and he's like clings to that um, and it's like the story of like yeah it's like that's nice to right. <laughs> nice to think like that but like at some point you're gonna have to pull a trigger in this world and the the situation you're in and you're sort of no I refuse to kill anyone I can make everyone live is going to get a lot of people hurt Mm. and it has been getting a lot of people hurt and it's been causing a lot of destruction so much going on in this show it's really really well written uh, the 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 writer very well known writer Nitro or Nitro but yeah um, (laughs) where can I watch it? It's on Netflix. Netflix. Fuck away off. The whole thing's on Netflix. Right. So I need to get on that show. It is really, really good. And mm. like I say, back when I was into the anime, the, the girl I was seeing who got me into anime told me about it. And I remember I was like, I'll give it a go. And I, first episode, I was sold. And mm. was it was Toonami, wasn't it? It was on Toonami. I'm pretty sure it was. I, I think it was, might have been Cartoon Network, so, which was Toonami. Uh, was Toonami, yeah. Quickly, just very off, uh, sort of quick tangent. The one thing I've noticed about the anime sort of thing of that stage was the big red coat. Yeah. Yeah. Because obviously you, you tried watching another anime that I that I finally finished and it ended very poorly. But big red coats were the thing at one stage. There was quite a few of them. Because have you ever heard of something called, oh, what was it, Trinity Blood? Can't say that of. Right. Well, that was another one that I watched with her and it was about another big red worn coat guy. Must be a Japanese thing. It's like Dante. Dante as well, eh? Yeah, big I was going to say, big red coat Dante. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a product of its time. If you want it also, Vicious. Not big red coat, but big coat. No man. It was red on the... It was red interior though, wasn't it? I, I think it yes. was actually red interior, but yep. like it seems to be... Like the, the or no, coat. I'm thinking of Vincent. Vincent had the red interior. Fucking right, Vincent Velazio too. Sorry, Fuck me, he had man. the red interior. He had that too. Sorry, we're talking cowboy we pop there. But yeah. Um, oh, he knows that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Trigon is... Uh, I know this is a fucking hot take, and uh, 22 years later... 
it's a good it's show. A, oh, it's a really good show. <laughs> it's a really good show. Uh, and obviously, it's it's very well uh, done. I prefer because I have actually listened to, I've watched it a couple of times back in the day. I yeah. checked it both in English and in Japanese. Definitely do the Japanese. Doug Granted, Vash's English voice actor is fantastic, but he's the only good voice actor. Yeah, like once again, this came out in 1998, so um, the way voice acting was done then mm. yeah it wasn't yeah. the biggest demand yeah so Vash's voice actor was excellent everyone else's was a bit crap uh, the animation studio is a studio called Madhouse and they do a lot of really they're really really good so mm. the animation is fantastic oh yeah they, they do they do another one I've been telling you to watch and I know you can't get it anywhere so when I finally get it on DVD or something I finally let you watch Gungrave oh, Gun- oh so Madhouse did Gungrave then yes and the same writer done Gungrave so yeah I can see that holding up <laughs> I don't think you've anything to worry about there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm going to definitely check out Gungrave again. But so what's your, so that's your sort of older one? Yeah, so um, haven't actually finished this because it's not all up. Oh, okay. Uh, only half of it. Uh, but it's another Netflix one because I've just been looking, watching through all the Netflix. It, like, if you want a good selection of anime of all different types, Netflix is actually really, really good. Netflix send us money. <laughs> <laughs> um... But this is this is one called Great Pretender. I've been flicking and I've seen this. Yep, yep. Uh, it's probably showing up on your uh, because I watched Hellsing. record re- recommendations. <laughs> yep. Uh, but this is, is basically about grifters, con artists, mm-hmm. which is a bit different. Yeah, yeah, yeah grifters yeah. are cool, man. Um, and it's about this kid in Japan, and he is said to be. Japan's greatest con artist and he kind of accidentally falls into it um, but then he gets uh, mixed in with this French guy who's also a con artist and uh, ends up going off with him to LA um, to do more con stuff and it, it's like it's set up where it's um, it's split into jobs so a couple of episodes will be a job that will finish and then there'll be it'll like skip Maybe a few years, and then it was like, oh, they all go back together to do this job. And the show, do, do you know the like the end of Ocean's Eleven? Yes. Where it looks like everything went tits up. Yeah. But then it, go, it rolls back and it goes, oh, here's what really happened. Yeah, and yeah. The, like, it's like that every five minutes. Right. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. So there's, there's a lot of uh, you thinking, like, it strings you along like pretending to keep you in the loop yeah. of what's going on but then it will be like no but actually this was happening in the background so, and <laughs> but it does it in a, in a way that you don't sort of roll your eyes going oh right I was no no you don't no no you, that's good then that's there's good. a lot of like it's it's well thought out no that's like, good that's good I was worried that it was going to be a very like you're just going right they're showing me this but I know that no this is but it does a lot of like all the characters you see is like um you be who, how, with how many people were in on this, you'd be quicker just right. telling uh, telling us who isn't in on it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh, so that guy's in on it, oh, and so is so, and that one. So that is one. this dog. <laughs> <laughs> so literally, the only person that wasn't in on the con is the person that got yeah, conned. <laughs> very good, very good. <laughs> so, are they doing this? Obviously, you said it's not all up yet. Is it like a each episode a week? Uh, no, no. So it, it's like 24 episodes and there's 14 on Netflix at the moment. That is the way Netflix tend to, tend to do a thing. They'll split something into two seasons, even though it was... It wasn't when it was... Technically, the way 
like anime airs in Japan, it's split into it is split into to seasons as in winter, spring, summer, autumn. Mm. So there's four seasons. Uh most shows run 12, 13 episodes and that'll be across one season. Mm. You'll get some shows that um, go up to 24 episodes and mm. that usually covers across um, two seasons. So, so it might be spring and summer and it will run that entire time. And Netflix split that up and call that, season. you know, they'll call that season one, season two, even though it's just one season. Aye, aye. So but, yeah. you basically are waiting for them to upload the the second part of it. Hmm. Yeah, which who knows mm. when that'll happen. But it's well worth the watch. But it's, I like this idea you're saying though that each couple of episodes is a job, and then it's just a couple of years. Then here's a new job. I like that yeah. idea. Yeah. What but was, uh, was this called, sir? Uh, Great Pretender. Great Pretender. Oh it's, yeah. Um, it's uh, the, like like it's all connected. They're, they're still like a you know the characters have their own arc throughout yeah, it yeah um like for example it, it, it's the after the la job that everything's all sorted in that mm. um the the main character uh makoto mm-hmm. decides to go back to japan and turn himself in for all the shit he did and he actually does two years in prison oh, fuck now okay. when he comes out he tries to go straight but then you're the, the french guy laurent yeah um shows up and sort of cons him into conning again does anyone <laughs> does anyone look at each other and go you son of a bitch. <laughs> Fortunately, no. <laughs> Thank fuck. Fuck that shit. God, I, I get... I got Rick and Morty thing. It's like, I get what he did with that, but it's still annoying. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I, I know they'll they'll fucking regurgitate any shit you write down, mm-hmm. but it doesn't make it any less annoying when yeah. even if you do it in a known way. I think that's what makes it worse. He's doing it in an annoying way. In, in an <laughs> annoying way. Um but sorry, off topic a wee bit there. But uh, that sounds like a good one, actually. Might have to give that one a check. But I might wait till it's completely up because nothing would annoy me more than getting halfway through something and going, where's the rest uh, of it? Especially something like like that where there's it uses suspense so Hi. much. And, um, yeah, it, it is done in like the heist movie style mm-hmm. sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, but uh, and I'm pretty sure like one of the main characters uh, at... Her name's Abigail. I'm pretty sure she's Iraqi, which is that's a rarity. Really different because, and her parents were killed in a U.S. bombing. And it doesn't come out and say it explicitly, but it's like yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. clear. Yeah. Um, and there's there's a part where, um, one of the arcs is to do with air racing. Mm. Which, yeah, crazy fucking. Yep, the Red Bull type thing. Yep, um, yep. and. There's a pilot in that that is an ex US military pilot, and she is, isn't too happy with that. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I go wrong with heist now. I love my heist animes and stuff like that. There. Well, sounds like a good one. Oh, like, I'm a little man, like, so, like, uh, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, oh, yeah. Heist, it's, I think it's a perfect one. You've gone full circle here. Yeah. This is great. Uh, no, heist is so, perfect. So, this, this covers a, like a few different types of things. So, like, you're starting in. Uh, you know, Japan, which is... The, the stuff they cover in Japan is really small-time stuff. Mm-hmm. The stuff he'd be doing, you know, like... Uh, going up to a tourist and saying, Oh, it's... You dropped your wallet, and then an older guy comes in and says, That's my wallet, I'll pay you this. And he, you open the wallet and show, shows the guy the money in it. And then, like, his partner comes and says, Oh, that's my wallet. And then 
he goes to his partner he's like how do I know what your wallet is not like I don't know and then the his partner offers him like some amount of money oh here's a reward for it and they try and get the tourist to give him more money again because they've seen how much money is in it it's like oh here I'll give you this much instead and mm. that's how they do the grifting and they do sleight of hand and they actually don't get the proper wallet it's full of newspapers mm. but then Nah, I won't spoil any any of that, but because that's the whole point of the show. No, I'm intrigued already when you just said it was high. <laughs> that sounds good. That sounds good. But then, like, so then they go to LA, and that's sort of the um, American style heist, like your Ocean's Eleven type stuff. Big but, time. But then after that, they 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 go to France. So you're doing your more Italian jobby type of <laughs> um, European good. stuff um, about you know. Art, counterfeit art, and yep. shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, uh, enjoying it so far. Hmm. It's something uh, I haven't seen before. It's not something I've ever heard. No, I've seen the high stuff, but not the, the specifically con artists and mm. stuff like that. It's pretty cool. Hmm. Great pretender. Just, uh, like I said, it's been popping up in my recommendations. So yeah, just give it a look. Oh, what do you call it again? Great, Great pretender. pretender. Great pretender. And yes, the outro is that song. Right. What? The song, The Great Pretender. All oh, right. I thought you were going to say The Pretender. Oh, Fucking no, no. Foo Fighters. No. I was like, whoa. It's uh, uh, the Great Pretender. It's, it's Queen, isn't it? Yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Sorry. <laughs> Holy fuck. Um, I'll be doing for time. Right. Tell you what. Can I take two minutes on this great waifu, Evil G Hills? Cool. Right. So, 10 years ago, uh, I used to read something called Helsing. And then. They used to release an episode of the animated version every year. Oh, yeah. So you've been watching Helsing Ultimate. Ultimate, yes. Uh, that is the 10-part OVA series yes. where it's all your long episodes. And I finally got to watch it. And I finally got to finish Helsing. And after all these years, oh, man, it didn't live up to the ending. I just think... like. You, you you got a couple of episodes in? Yeah. It I'll, starts I'll really probably st- finish it at some point. It I, starts strong, I think. It does start. It, it does. It does really have a, strong. A strong, strong start to it. But it, as time goes by, it just there's there's some of the some of the monologuing I find mm. completely loses itself mm. and serves no purpose. Um, and it's mainly from one specific character, um, the Nazi guy, mm. and some of some of his monologues. We're just driving me up the wall. Yep. Like, can't shut up. Was this the guy? I think I went up the Eugings about a month ago, and he was watching it, and I did. I knew it was Helsing, mm-hmm. and I, I was all, "Oh, is that Helsing?" And he was like, "Guy, this is the final episode." And there was a robotic kind of guy. Uh, uh, I haven't. I haven't. He hasn't it. finished it. Okay. I'm like it. I've watched up to episode. Yeah, six I'm not. I'm not going to spot it. But as you said, there was a lot of monologue, and, and I was all like, "There's a wee." It's just Helsing. It was yeah, all like, uh, there's, yeah, because the first couple of episodes are pure balls to the wall action. Yeah, yeah, they are. And the, uh, the action's really cool and stylized. Yeah. and everyone's arms and legs are too long. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, the animation was unreal, but like, like I was expecting, like from watching it, what that, I'm not going to spoil it on, mm. but it was like it was a lot of monologue, and I was all like, one of my cool. favorite characters mm-hmm. in the whole thing. Apart, well, I do love Big Al and all, but um, is Anderson. I fucking love Anderson because he's just a madman. Just a crazy priest he's stabbing a things. Big crazy stabbing priest. But uh, again, even as time went by, I was like, come on, what a minute! Like at the start of the series, you were a fucking psychopath, and now you've just sort of turned into a puppy. 
when the fuck did this happen? So I, I was yeah, it's kind of bad storytelling there. I, I kind of. I was I was like, like, sure, like if you want to change the character and uh, make him, you know, change, that's fair enough. But show what happened. Yeah, exactly. Show don't us, just show go. Show us what. Pfft. Don't have like he's a proper fucking murderous psychopath. There is no reason for him to not be that. Mm. Or like, there's nothing. Hey, you seen what he did in the first episode, like, yeah. and he's laughing about it the uh, whole time. It's like, why did he suddenly grow some sort of conscience or something? Where, <laughs> where did that come from? Yeah, well. I don't know if the manga does it differently. You've read that, haven't you? I've read the first eight books, like I say, because the books weren't finished by the time I sort of stopped watching anime. Yeah. So that maybe there are a better read, because I remember loving reading it. So maybe it's a better read than a watch. Maybe. But that's why I was so worried about maybe rewatching Gungrave, because I'd put that on a big pedestal. But I have finished that before. That's got some pedigree behind it, too. It does have a big pedigree <laughs> behind it, thankfully. So, yeah, I'm going to maybe sit there and rewatch. But, yeah, after... Nearly 10 years of waiting, Helsing sadly had a very weak ending. Great start. Fucking phenomenal start, but very, very weak ending. So, oh dear. But, yeah. We'll move on and we'll talk about something happier now. Oh dear. Fucking navels! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, we're going to... We're gonna, what, what do we call this section again? Working yourself into a shoot. Working myself into a shoot. So, obviously, we're all AEW fans. We've been keeping up to date. And the last time... We were talking with you, you know, double or nothing had happened and Cody was the TNT champion and he had been defending it because he was doing that thing where he was defending against independent wrestlers who were struggling for work and stuff. And to the point, I don't know if this had happened, but Eddie Kingston, if you're... Eddie Kingston hadn't started yet, I don't think, last time we talked about it. So yeah. that's a that's a big deal. Eddie that's Kingston's been around the indies for 18 years. Yep. He's one of the most underrated guys out there, especially on the mic. Oh he is. God. He can just lift the mic. I'm talking... And I don't think this is hyperbole saying this. That he, he has rock level skills. Yeah, just going off it's his intensity, Kingston man. Has, like, it, I, he's uh, no no way in shape like a fucking like chiseled no, functioning no, I, man I, wanna I, be. I, like I, don't, he, I don't mean he's not. Right. No, he doesn't have the body. I but mean, he has the I mean, fucking mic skills. Yeah, like, he, he is. Talk. He, he can talk. If you need to get, like. if you need to fill ten minutes, send him out with a microphone. and You're golden like so so part of like him starting he was at the the last pay-per-view um maybe had started anyway um he he was part of the the battle royale yes and you know whoever would get uh when that would get a title shot he didn't win but he was never eliminated and he keeps coming out and complaining about this Mm. um and then so there was supposed to be last week just week past there, there was supposed. To, uh, we all know that there was supposed to be the six man match with because mm-hmm. uh, they're building up the winner of that battle royale, um, Lance Archer. Lance Archer versus uh, Mox. John Mox, who's the champion, and part of that build up was a six man tag match. But what happened is um, Archer came in contact with someone with coronavirus, so had to stay away for two weeks. Mm-hmm. Safety precaution, fine. But they did, at the last minute replaced that match with a title match between Eddie Kingston and Mox. Eddie Kingston had a five-minute uh, segment earlier in that very same episode of Dynamite. Came out, turned out with a microphone after one of the matches and just said, I just I want to talk to the this, entertainer. Uh, he, ca- he referred to him as and just got you so fucking fired up for that <laughs> match. You think they've been building it for six months? Uh, like, it, that, that's what that man can do. It was, it was he came out and he's all, uh, you know, me and Max, we, we, we grew up together, but then he went to the land of milk and honey and became <laughs> an entertainer. 
I want to talk to the entertainer. I want to look into the entertainer's eyes. And I remember just sitting on my sofa going, holy fuck, I can't wait for this match. Uh, and then the match happened. And Jeez. it was like, Jesus. As I said, that's a rough match. These two, not, not in a the, bad way. The, these two are really familiar with each other. Yeah. They, they've, they're, Fucking they're both, trusting them. Like. They're both guys that... that Made their name in hardcore stuff, like mm-hmm. deathmatch stuff. Hard hitting matches. Jesus, hard hitting matches. Holy fuck, called. But um, I, they, they know where the where the limits are, Aye. and they will take the etar right up to that line. Like some of the slaps and the chops, <sighs> stiff ass stuff. They were beating the piss out of each oh, other. Aye. It was proper fucking. It was a great match. <laughs> it was. Uh, it was. I was very very Japanese style. Mm, mm. Very, very Japanese style. Um, after Eddie Kingston, when you were saying he, he had the... They brought him in to do a match with Cody. Yeah. And he'd done the promo before the match as well. Yeah, again, instantly, promo. instantly, like, just... Hyped as fuck. Just makes more of that match. And they give him a job. Aye. And and that's that's why. And as it, like, it's a it's a cool story because they, they even said, like, Excalibur said on commentary about him selling his gear to pay his mortgage. That's actually true. Yeah. He sold his boots. He's, uh, he's, uh, he had to sell his boots to pay his mortgage. Yeah. Um, Crazy. And he's, like, they, they, they gave him the job and he fucking deserves it. He, oh, he really, really, really does. does. He does. He, um, had, he had a lot. Did you listen to him on their podcast? Yes, yeah, I, I did. Somebody actually had an offer from, from WWE. WWE. And, and it, it was his mother. His mom. His mom was like, you wouldn't be happy there. Yep. Take the AEW one. That's amazing. He, he calls himself, he is a self-proclaimed mama's boy. <laughs> and it was his mom told him, don't take the WWE job. You won't be happy. So because his mom told him, take the AEW job. That's why he's at AEW. And Tony Schiavone was all, your mom's a smart lady. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. He'd have been reading scripts. Yeah. Uh, which is something that's not that would, would drive him fucking no, nuts. Man, if, they would wreck him, man, if he was in WWE. That it, kind of money. They wreck everyone. Man, after a while, I've been watching a, wrestling, a YouTube channel called Wrestling Bios. And I, I did say it before, but that, I think the guy's from here. I mm. think it's, it's a very northern accent he has. Like, and, uh, like, man, jeez. If you, if you just even watching any profile about how bad WWE is, like... The money and the scripts and the the scripts a and, big thing for Kingston though breaking down the character like you know I mean mm. that guy if you walk in there and they're hiring and you and you, they're hiring and you you think you're walking because of what you were previously doing that's a fucking mislike it's a misconception mm. you know what I mean that's like it's let let let's not just uh, it's the, you're going on to be fucking tired and fellered and fucking uh, put out as a product in but that it's business. Fu- it's funny you should talk about people who weren't given a chance for promos though because we should maybe move on and talk about Mr. Brody Lee. Yeah, I was going to say, oh, uh, like, what, God for damn. me, the best thing happening in AEW at the minute is the Dark Order. The Dark Order yeah. are on fire. Right? What hates Brody Lee again? 6'5", six, 6'7"? Six, 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 I think, 6'6". Six, six. Right, and Vince McMahon has a big thing for a big sweaty man, mm. right? How, I know, right. Again, like, let's not focus on Vince. Yeah, this has got nothing to do with Fuck Vince. Nothing to do with We're Vince, talking right. about what's You've good. got a fucking behemoth of a guy who... By looking at him from WWE into AEW, right? You can see how much he was held back in that other fucking no, but who cares about that? Shot, shit shop company, right? No, I know what he is in that in AEW. He is a are fuck, he's a promo machine. He's a big motherfucker and he can whip ass. Yep. That's what it is. And he is a fucking class product. But the, the thing I think surprises me the most about him, if mm. you watch their, the AEW YouTube thing, Being the Elite, 
He is also hilarious. Oh, uh, he's so yeah. funny. He's so, so I think that's some of the best work he's been doing is on their YouTube yep. vlog. He's been so having fun. They've been doing the sketches backstage where all the Dark Order will be in a room doing something stupid. And he And then he'll come run he'll come in shouting at some point and then usually knock the fuck out of um John, out of Silver. John Silver. With a roll of papers. <laughs> With a roll of papers. And then Uno as well in those sketches. Oh Jesus Christ. Evil the, Uno. The guy's comedic timing. Oh, he's unreal. Is <laughs> so that, good. So, this started maybe just after Brody Lee joined. It was sort of wee small subtle things. And then the fans were sort of enjoying the silliness that John Silver and Reynolds were doing yeah. with the Kool-Aid. And Those all. two have got themselves over really well. Yes. Like, like just the, they, they found a niche and they just went with it. Yep. And then, obviously, they've been given a bit more time, and now they've even been given sort of... They're even doing a wee bit of it now. Like, do you remember on, on Being the Elite, they were talking about Brody Lee buying the lawnmowers? Yeah. And then they brought that up, actually, on Dynamite. Yeah. So, so there was a thing about... Um, uh, what was it? Hangman wanted to buy lawnmowers? Uh, so he went and bought oh, them all. But with, <laughs> no, it, it, it was because, like... Um, so, the Elite, as in Hangman, Kenny, and the Young Bucks, were always going on about Chili's yes baby back which is a restaurant chain in America yes. that has the famous song I want my baby, baby back baby back um, and they were talking about getting a sponsorship from it <laughs> and it all went tits up and Dark Order got the sponsorship <laughs> and with the sponsorship money Hangman was going to buy himself a ride on Long. lawnmower <laughs> and then Dark Order got the, the sponsorship money and they're all going around saying what they're going to do so Alex Reynolds is going to get tap lessons <laughs> a million dollars worth of tap lessons and, and whatever and then comes the Brody and he's like I'm going to buy five Ryder lawnmowers and guys I have no grass in the lawn no I'm going to buy them because fuck him man <laughs> no, <it's not laughs> one of my favourites though is what the uh, evil Uno spent his million dollars on a life-size cardboard cutout of Mr. Brody Lee because he watches me when I sleep. <laughs> and then, it's, see the the really good bit about that, especially if you're like watching all, all that them doing this silly shit, and then it's that juxtaposed, uh, juxtaposed against Brody Lee coming out and absolutely murdering Cody Rhodes, yeah. like uh, proper fucking like. So that match that was a big where, deal. Um, where he wins, where uh, Brody wins the TNT title from Cody. Like, Cody does no offense. Nope. It is a squash match. It was it's like murder? Brock Lesnar versus John Cena's level squash match. But um, then even after the match, you know, they put Cody on the stretcher and the Dark Order's all, nah, we're not done. And yeah. they just proceed to murder Cody again. They fucking attacked Aaron Anderson. <laughs> attacked I, I, Anderson. I was waiting for, I'm not finished for you! <laughs> and, then, and then they... They fucking choked it. No, they battered his brother and his friend and they choked out his wife. Yeah. <laughs> he's murdered his whole family. But, um, so he's just been on absolute terror since he got that belt. And yeah. Dark Order have just been on top they of the on mountain. They're on fire. They just die. To the point mm. where this week's Dynamite, Evil Uno had a phenomenal singles match yeah. with Hangman Page. And he's in great shape too. He uh, mentioned that, that like, the amount of weight he's lost like to get under the... Multiple segments on Dynamite. They have two hours of TV on Dynamite and multiple segments, Dark Orders in it. Mm. That just tells you how, how good they are. But the thing I'm liking they're doing with that is 
they're still showing what an imposing force they are because anytime yeah. they have a match the whole fucking group just and, stands and it, it just go, goes to prove you, you can do the comedy shit and still be taken seriously because mm-hmm. no, like no one's like they like you'll have during the match Brody Lee will force John Silver to hold the belt and push him oh. around <laughs> at ringside <laughs> and have fucking Pratt falling and all but then where's my belt after a match they'll fucking descend on people and, and look really evil yep. while doing it and it's it just just did works. not go out of the ring because your man wasn't holding the belt where's my belt <laughs> <laughs> it's like a fucking threw him under the barricades and then it's like it's, pointed it's, to where it was like it's just fucking genius what they're doing with them it really is and then obviously mm-hmm. another thing we have to talk about a big thing with uh, excuse me AEW is our new tag team champions the revival oh uh, yeah. FTR. yeah FTR FTR I like this idea they're doing the brush the 20 minute brush with greatness yeah like I was not sold on FTR in fact I'm not gonna lie I didn't the, the, even think their all out match was amazing but still a wee bit wet by any yells, but that's them settling on I think it, it was okay they've had good matches they have now their first, their first couple of matches are generally not not great they're see that really match are. they had with the Jurassic Jetters Express recently kind of. yeah that, that was, was a that was really good act. great yeah. match no, no, no. I think it was just them getting their feet into the ground. Maybe. And they're a wee bit scared because they're in this new company and there's a lot of big, big names. I, I, and they have a message to pass on to people. I think there, the there, there is a bit of a transition of from you coming out of the WWE environment into AEW. Because if you think Miro just had his first match, who mm. was Rusev, mm. yeah. well, it wasn't a great and match. Apparently he's getting, <laughs> he's getting an open contract. Did he hurt himself? Uh, I think he may have just rolled his ankle a bit, okay. right. but he's okay. I think he's getting an open contract too to go and wrestle in Japan too. I think that's one of his deals with AEW that he's allowed to open to go to New Japan too. You could see him struggling to do a few things. Yeah, and Sonny's usually very good to work with. Mm. Yeah. But Miro yeah. seems to be getting the gap from what that is. It's like now he's and he's got his feet on the AEW and it's like he wants to also explore a wee mm. bit more too. Like, I like the gimmick though, the best yeah. man. He's not my mm. best man. He's not your he best man. He is the best man. The uh, best he man. is fucking. I'm um, not shredded. He is jacked as fuck at the moment. Like Do I think know, he's been the best. No first been. thought crossed my mind. Mm. Well, well, I'd love to see him and Cobb go at it. Oh yeah, big match. Fucking cage, Jesus. Him and Cage, yeah. Or big Lance, too big Murderhawk. But there's just there's just something about Cobb. Mm. He's just a freak. And I think him and Miro would actually be a great match because they're two freaks. Yeah. Where's Cobb at now? Uh, Cobb's doing a bit of... I don't know! What, what Cobb's off the radar? He's so, off what the radar. What's going so on there? probably one other thing. We should bring up a, an or new addition to the, the roster in uh, Matt Seidel. Oh, dear. And his fucking right. shock oh. master level. Oh, Jesus. Oh, you feel for him, but then it, they turned that uh, into a great story. So, like, <laughs> Seidel is... Um, he used to be at WWE called Evan Bourne. Yes. Um, and then he, he's been running around the Indies since he couldn't stop smoking the weeds. Yes. <laughs> he got let go. Yep. Um, uh, so he's known for having the best shooting star press in the business. Mm. And it's if you're unfamiliar, mm. shooting star press is uh, you on the top rope doing a backflip onto your opponent who's on the ground. Mm. Um and he just gets this beautiful big arc. And it's he does. Really, looks really graceful. Um, it's not like... Uh, you remember Kidman? Oh, Jesus. You were, you were likely to get a fucking knee in the face or uh-huh. something. Um, so he comes into the... He was the last entrant in the Battle Royale we were talking about earlier. Comes in. Um, does some fiery moves on the way into somebody. Like knees and stuff. And then there's a guy lying. 
on the ground in the corner and he goes up the top rope to do his shooting star press and slips and falls right in his neck and yeah. well, like, the mayor, oh, Jesus like, when we were also watching it and then when it came out and like you explained it to me Colin who it was and you did too mm-hmm. sure and like was looking forward to seeing them and that happened <sighs> you do you know what I mean but like He's had a match since and he still hasn't done the, the shooting star press. Yeah, it's because of humanity. Like, they have announced, like, that is a very, very Who warm... Who did he have the match? Sean Spears. Sean Spears, there. Yeah, yeah. It was a very, very, it's one. a very, very warm condition yes. for them to be in. And there's humanity and there will be slips and falls. Well, it's not even... Uh, yeah. In any way, that shit happens. Yeah, shit does a, happen, man. You fall sometimes. Okay, you do fall. Like, look, okay. that man is Evan Bourne, or was Evan Bourne, and the whole point about him was he's a big aerial guy. Like, yeah. And, like, you know what... His first appearance on there, and he slipped and fall. We had a couple of botches that night in that fucking Matt Hardy going through the whole table thing too. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Uh, it's like that sort of endangers the the, the pay per view event because like it doesn't look professional. But there's like that shit happens. Like that's the way it does. It's not going to be all a clean show. He still had a good you know. finish though for that. Yeah, it no, was he, just a, he went down and he fucking um, got on with it. And you know it wasn't the greatest, but it was, it was just it, enough to get him. It wasn't past necessary. What happened. The, like he had her. He falls off. That high but spaghetti leg um, thing, and he gets knocked completely out, and they sh- probably shouldn't have let him finish. Just I know he was fine; he didn't have a concussion. He got checked out afterwards, but at the time, I don't think it's enough for him to say no, I'm fine, and you to go right, go finish. And the the finish was a bit shitty then because they went straight to the end, and it looked weird because mm. they had to call Sammy Guevara, who's his opponent back, who'd already gone back to the locker room. Was like, oh no, I'm on out. We're and then they go awkwardly go to the entrance, climb a scaffold, and Sammy falls. Oh, sorry, off. you're talking. Right, sorry, you're talking, Matt. Sorry, we were talking. Matt Seidel, his. Oh right. Oh, his slip. He was okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was okay, and he got the finish. No, the Matt Hardy thing was fucking terrifying. Yeah. Um, because you literally seen when that happened, he was trying to get to his feet, and remember, he nearly fucking pulled Sammy's fucking trunks down. Yeah. Because Sammy's he, literally dragging him, and then yeah, he, yeah. I I wouldn't. Uh, uh, no matter what he said at that point, I was like, "Nah, it's done, man. Right. Go take a shower, and then you go into the hospital. Right, go relax. It's, it's, it's fucking right. done." I know there was a lot of flack for it that night. Um, I, I just think Matt B and Matty probably just wanted to give a finish to the match. Yeah, uh, but I, 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 I think the finish it had was better than the finish they did afterwards. It's like, ah, uh, he can't continue. Uh, and I know they wanted like that to be Matt winning, but you uh, could have booked your way out of it. You could have, you could have. Just give Although, Sammy the winning. You know what I can't wait for? And I know what's going to happen. I can't wait till the, the the other the other brother shows up, and we uh, finally get that Bucks fucking Hardy Boys man. So he's just waiting no, out his. Did he not recently contract? sign a contract? No, no, oh, he's no. he was injured for a good long while, and the way WWE contracts uh, work, if you're injured and out, that uh, all that time gets added on to the end of your contract. Uh, yeah, see too, as far as I know from just snippets I seen on YouTube today, I think AJ Styles won back the Intercontinental Championship, which Jeff had. Right, so Jeff's beltless now. Jeff, I think yes. Well, I, 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 I don't seen know. he's holding two belts. I don't know how much longer. Whatever that is, Jeff has. It was a good few. Well, it's been a good few months since. It would be a smart idea to hang up. Keep in mind, even if he goes, he'll have some sort of no compete clause. Uh, okay, everything will be. Do you on know it'll be a dream match for two young guys in that company? Private, Private party. party versus the Hardys. Oh, that'll be a dream for them. I think that's a cert. Aye. Young Bucks is a cert since it never happened when it should have. Very, very good up and coming team 
They are fucking private party. Or bro- yeah. You were talking about Matt Seidel shooting star press earlier. I'd be hard pressed to beat Mark Quinn, say. He's the big fucking skinny one, isn't he? He's the guy that wears the tails. Oh, he's he, fucking he cool. is Seidel's super aerodynamic. You think? Aye. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's it's just the the arc of his. Mm. It looks like he's moving in slow motion. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that's how fucking, fucking graceful he is. But he is that's how graceful he is. Is right, man. He is fucking really, really like. It's just unbelievable to see. One, that one of his best moments. Uh, air moves like. He ever did in WWE, and you have to give credit to Randy Orton for this. Is where he did the shooting star press and into the Randy RKO. Orton reversed into an RKO. Oh, it's one of the most that, few that's things from WWE. Diamond, like. that's mm. good shit. Uh, good put over, like fucking, and a good sell too. Afterwards, like I remember, like Evan lying there, like he was lifeless, like fucking, uh, and Michael Cole. As much as I hate the cunt, sold it too. Like you know, I hate Michael Cole. Yeah, you know, nah, not everyone can be Excalibur. Oh, I'm, <laughs> that's a good selling oh, point. That's there, it's, it's, it's not a fair comparison. That's not, not Michael Cole sitting there with Vince McMahon, shouting ah, in his ear it, constantly. Like, no, no, it's not in his ear. He's got Vince's hand up his ass. He's a puppet. Do you know what? This, this will be like. a discussion for when we stop recording, but I'd like to know what your thoughts on what we, he would be like without him in his ear. I think he'd be useless. You think he'd be no good with he'd it? He'd be no good at all. No, hey. it's... He, I think it's been seen and he's actually pretty decent. Okay. Hmm. I'll tell you what. If, if what you, we, just one wee quick thing before we do go. Okay, okay. Kenny Omega is very good at commentary. Oh, he is. He, my is God. It? I was like, Mike. What's he up to? What uh, the fuck's he up to? He's up to. Happen. Him and Hangman are going to have a match at some point. Yes, and it's going to be epic. It is. It is I love that he keeps coming in for Hangman's matches and he keeps <laughs> putting <laughs> Hangman over, but he was getting wild excited when he thought Uno was getting the win. Uh, <laughs> or, I, gentlemen, I bid thee adieu. Uh, and it's like, oh. <laughs> he's. Um, d- actually, there's one last very quick thing. I love the fact that every time Hangman comes out, his wee thing changes above his name. Oh, his, his lower third. I... It's what was it this week? Has decided to stick with the pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's wearing long, long pants or long tights instead. All of... I ever hear about from my missus was how good looking Hangman pages, and it gets he's, a bit annoying. He's a handsome boy. He's a ridiculously handsome man, and he's in, he's full gear fit ready now. <laughs> <laughs> But that'll be our next pay-per-view is full gear, so that's November... No, is it? I... Well, the, before that, we have the anniversary show as well, oh, which is, is going to be like pay-per-view level of be, st- like, event. Our main event is the Murder Hawk Monster against yeah, we, the, the tail bunch. That'll mm. be good. That'll be good. But I hope to see more from Dark Order and definitely more from Eddie Kingston. And, uh, and, uh, yep. and Still always... going strong. They... they they broke a million viewers. That's right, the demo god. Hi <laughs> there. Oh. Well, um, yeah, they're they're doing really really well still. They are. So we're especially like almost in the, a, well, we're over a year in. It's almost a year of dynamite, and mm. it's uh, still going strong. So. It's yeah. actually good to see that they broke the million views, though, especially with everything happening at the moment as well. Yeah, that's the very true. Not only that, they're they're getting other companies involved too. Uh, Fonda yep. Rosa been there, and she's oh, able to defend her belt on AEW, and that's Fonda a different company. That that points out a problem though is that the women's division is suffering because of all this. There's so many people who right can't show up. It's like, um, but it's, if you're if you're gonna bring in someone, Thunder Rose is a good choice. Yep. Yeah, is. Thunder Rose is actually very very good. Like you know mm-hmm. what I mean. But like uh, it is suffering at the moment. The women's division in AEW is suffering. But that will be addressed sometime. Yep. That will be. I'm a big Tony- fan of um, Evil East and uh, Diamante. 
they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're brilliant as a tag team. Yeah, but I tell you what, I think we're hitting uh, that that point, folks. So uh, we'll love you and leave you, but don't worry, we're going to leave you with an, an amazing piece of music because we've obviously been talking about them. They're a big part of AEW, so we all hope you go to joindarkorder.com and pledge everything you have to the Dark Order. Yes, because you know. They are our leaders. All hail, join Dark Order. But if you want to contact us, if you want to all hail Evil G, which would be a pretty cool hashtag, join Evil G. <laughs> um, you can get us at Evil G Studios. Join at, us. Join us. At Evil G Studios at gmail.com. You can check out our website at evilgstudios.com. Uh, you can check out our Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Evil G Studios. And lastly, you can get us on Twitter at, at Evil G Studios NI. But until then, join us. Who's fucking talking about navels? <laughs> fucking navels!